let's start, you guys. Welcome to This Is Only a Test. This is episode 53, recorded on February 17, 2011. I'm Will Smith. Joining me today, well, good God, we have a lot of news this week. I can barely wait to get to it. But first, let's introduce the table of participants today. Directly across from me, breaking the normal order of left, 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 Anna Herker-Roble is sitting in the Gary Witte seat today. Hello. How are you doing, Anna? I'm doing good. Uh, excited about Mobile World, Con- Mobile World Congress in Barcelona? Yeah. I can't wait to go. We're not going. Oh. It's already it's over. Already, it happened. But I already bought my Spanish bullfighting hat. That's... Too bad. Damn. Norman Chan to Anna's left. How are you yeah. doing, Norman? I wish I was in the widow's seat. Nice, nice seat. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's like fold. It's a folding seat. Well, I brought it over here. The position is optimal. Position oh, you're is saying optimal. Anna, the actual seat itself mm-hmm. is the worst seat, actual, worst seat in the room. Not yeah. true. No. Hey, it's episode 53. We're one year old. Kind of. Not really, though. Not cause really, because we cheated with we, CES. We did a bunch of CES podcasts. But, but uh, yeah, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary, I think, in, uh, what, the 8th or I something, I heard March right? 8th. March, March 8th is a year. It's hard to believe. Seems like just yesterday. Where does the time go? All my troubles were so far away. In my pocket. So, um... UPS is all the time. Big, 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 big. They're all big news weeks, as Norman says, but this was an especially big news week. Uh, Mobile World Congress, as as we mentioned earlier, happened in uh, Barcelona earlier this week. We didn't go, but it, it you know it turns out a lot of publications apparently took money from vendors to go. So I found that interesting. That was uh, posted this morning uh, about I think Read Write Web and I can't remember what the other site was, but I was surprised about that. Um, we, Samsung's going to go pay us to go cover their products. Yeah, we we don't we, we don't, love them, but that doesn't affect our 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 reporting. Yeah, I feel warm and fuzzy, but oh yeah, I'm not going to say anything. I tweeted that this morning. I, I find that kind of bullshit. I don't I don't like people paying for people to go cover stuff. I like to I think if you're going to go cover something you should pay for it yourself, which is why we aren't at Mobile World Congress because it is hella expensive to go to Barcelona, especially with like two or three or four people and and anyway. Uh but Norman, you and Honor are going to CTIA later this month, next month. Next, next month. month. Yep. That's uh we're, we'll see many of the same phones have hands on with a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about today and some new stuff there. And that's down uh, in the land of the mouse in Orlando, right? Sunny Orlando. I don't think it's sunny that time of year. No, it's sunny all Hurricane the time. Hurricane Orlando. Yeah. I, you guys better take your ponchos. Always beautiful. Uh, so Mobile World Congress, of course, the hugest of huge news. We talked about some last week, but we didn't have any details. Nokia and, Motor, and Microsoft. Nokia and Microsoft. Otherwise known as, as the Turkey no- Brothers. Nokasoft. Yeah. Nokrasoft. The Turkey Brothers. The That's turkey right. Turkey Brothers. Turkey Brothers. Turkey Brothers. Yeah. They, they congealed and made... Uh, an eagle sandwich. Well, we don't eagle know yet. <laughs> a delicious eagle sandwich. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so Motorola uh, – I want to keep saying Motorola, but Nokia's Nokia's primary phone OS is not Mego, is not Symbian. Now it's Windows Phone 7. Or will be. Or 7.5 or whatever. A lot of, a lot of Windows Phone 7 news came out of uh, – basically it seems like we have an update schedule finally for Windows Phone 7, which is very exciting. Uh, it seems like the copy-paste update is due in March. Mm-hmm. The CDMA update, so you can get uh, Windows Phone 7 phones on Verizon and Sprint, will be in the summertime. 
And then the big update, this is the one that I think is going to really kind of be a game changer for Windows Phone 7, uh, assuming they release it in a timely manner. But is the uh, IE9 HTML5 web uh, hardware accelerated web browsing. Multitasking. And, well. Sort of multitasking, Limited right? multitasking, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like there will be some multitasking apps. But I don't know. It looks like they may not be making those APIs or whatever available to everyone, which I think is a little bit weird. Oh, and it will. All, I think that one also adds native Twitter uh, support to the People app. So right now when you sign up for for your Windows Phone 7 phone, you you put in your Facebook address and it pulls all your friends and stuff from there. If your friends are more Twitter people than Facebook people, you'll be able to – that will work better for you then. So it's going to like put it in your contacts? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there, there are no contacts. It's just people. Your people, yeah, people your is people contacts. contacts. Yeah. So, but no, like, nobody puts their phone number in Twitter. Like what is it going to give it's, you at that com- point? Com- it will combine both Facebook yeah. and Twitter for the updates. Yeah. Okay. It's – don't think about it too it's hard. It's web way far 2. out. It's 2.3. No, 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 no. Don't do any of that. That's not <laughs> nonsense. Okay. That's nonsense. So, um, yeah, the Nokia Microsoft stuff, basically, this is a huge deal because Microsoft seems like they sent out a guy to be a splinter cell, uh, Stephen Elop. Uh, he became president of Nokia and then immediately torched all of the Nokia OS stuff. It he seems was activated. Like, yeah, he's a yeah. Manchurian candidate. Yeah, exactly. They turned their key. And uh, and now they're, hearts. they're being yeah. sucked back into the Microsoft fold. And, and there was a lot of uh, controversy about that. The, the Symbian fanboys and the Nokia fans, not happy. Um, not only the fans, but the engineers also not happy. Yeah, I mean, the Migo guy quit, right? Uh, um, uh, Melendez, Menen- Menendez. Well, quit or just like got I mean, let go. I mean, he's no longer on. employed yeah. by the Finnish company. Yeah. Um, the, the users were revolting. People are, people are really, really pissed. Um, and I mean, I, I see where they're coming. I mean, I, I, I don't agree just mm-hmm. to be clear, but I understand what, I mean, if you have something that you love, it's like when the Beatles broke up, right? You know, if you love the Beatles for 10 years, the Beatles are all you think about. You have a fucking Ringo bedspread on your, on your bed. And then you get the word that the Beatles break up one day. That's that's a world changing event. I, I agree with that. But are there are there Migo Symbian fans who would compare those systems to you know something on the level of the Beatles? Like, do they really think it's yeah, that why, awesome? Why yeah. do they love them? Is they love it because that's all they have, yeah. or do they love it because it's actually something that's really good? And also, I, how old are these people? Like, is there anybody under <laughs> like forty who actually cares about these things? I, yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. Really? I mean, it's, the, well, the thing you have to remember so, is Nokia has huge market share in Europe. Yeah. Oh right, you know, because it's a Finnish company, and they they have and and traditionally they have made very very good hardware, and then their OS has been kind of stagnant over the last half decade or so. Okay, so in like 2003 they made really awesome smartphones, right? And when the iPhone came out, everybody else was like, "Oh shit, we got to really yeah. like this is a game changer, burning platform." We talked about that last week. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge deal. So. Um, I mean, Nokia has literally spent billions of dollars developing Symbian and Migo. So, so they're two different things. Migo is the Intel partnership thing that's kind of like a uh, – almost like a netbook OS is what it seems like for palm tops, right? Which is still going to exist. So, well, oh, it's – On the Intel side, Intel's still looking for partners. Yeah. It, good luck, Intel. <laughs> that's going to happen. Well. Um, yeah, I mean it's – the whole thing is just – it seems a, a little uh, – it's it's it would be it would be – I have no idea what I'm trying to say here. I'm I'm I was on team uh Turkey Sandwich Eagletron uh, last week. So I'm I'm glad that they're working with Winfo 7. I hope that they make them some cool phones and that uh 
Windfall 7 continues into a glorious I mean, future if, if in feels 2013. Like the followers and engineers, are, and especially engineers, are pissed off because of poor leadership led them astray, wandering in the desert for X number of years, and now they have to turn around and, you know, get back on somebody and, else's and, course. And they can't because engineers, you know, you have to relearn everything. Right. Yeah, that su- it sucks all, for them. All their effort basically to waste. Well, so basically that this is a career-ending move for a lot of Symbian engineers, sure. I assume. And then, uh, and then there was the, the rumor that seven or nine young entrepreneurs would wonder, would 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 stage a coup to buy all the shares of Nokia and oust <laughs> oust this. Yeah, but that, that was that was a hoax, right? And it was a hoax. Yeah, <laughs> no surprise there. I mean, the, the the interesting thing to me is that they're they're not committing to phones for really 2011 at all. Nokia. I mean, maybe it's they might have half. a couple it, of phones. It, it, this is a long term strategy, which uh, is unfortunate for Microsoft because they really need. Uh, they, they, they need uh, something yesterday. Rocket yeah. On, yeah. On Windows Phone 7 to now. Yeah, they need, they need fires lit underneath them. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the Nokia thing. It's, it's, uh, there's not a whole lot of news out of what's coming. It seems like Nokia has some permission to do some limited customization. It doesn't seem like it's customization for the sake of customization. So, I mean, we'll kind of just have to play that by ear and see how it goes. I'm interested to see what the first phones look like. I expect something. N8-esque, but the phones that they showed, the mock-ups that they showed, really looked a lot like the Focus, the Samsung Focus, I thought. Yeah, I mean, they look they look colorful and European-ish. Uh, well, the problem is, if Microsoft's putting all this money and effort into this partnership with Nokia, um, it's it's not going to really help their business with HTC, Dell, Motorola, getting well, yeah, I'm more sure. Windows Phone 7 phones, which aren't selling well, uh, we can tell. Uh, out there. Yeah, LG and Samsung and Dell and the other partners have not got to be excited that the largest phone company in the world is coming into the into the Windows Phone 7 play box. And frankly, getting social treatment. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. And, and it seems like there's a marketing arrangement as well. As we said last week, there probably would be, I think. Yeah, if, if, if I'm... Something like a billion dollars. If, if I'm, you know, the product development guy at LG, I look at, oh, look at this deal and look at how well my Android phones are selling, look at how well my Windows Phone 7 phones are selling, what the licensing fees are, and just, you know, say, hey, next year we're not going to have one. Well, when's... Well, sorry, go ahead. LG doesn't really have any Android phones right now. I mean, their Android phones are new, so... It's more apt for Samsung and 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 to a lesser extent Dell, but I I, I just and HTC for sure. I just don't. I just I. I mean I don't know. I, it, it seems like Microsoft said, "Hey, we want to build a rich ecosystem," and then the moment the, the eco, rich ecosystem kind of didn't go anywhere immediately, they said, "Okay, well let's just get on board with the big guy." And you know, I, I mean, in some ways it's a good fit, but in some ways it's it's two turkeys. So well, when's when's the soonest you think we might see a Nokia Windows? Phone I would 7? guess like September. Time to, for Christmas. Of this year? Yeah. Damn, that's pretty fast. That's not uh, too bad. I mean, it takes a while. Yeah, and I it thought it was going to be, be like next year. I, guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they rush something out that fast, it's not going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I just thought it would be even longer. Well, but I mean, the thing about Windows Windows 1.7 is based on a pretty standard reference design. So if you have a chip, if you have a board that works with the chips that they work with and all that, then they should be able to spin a phone pretty quickly. It's just a matter of getting familiar with the OS and building their customization stuff on top of it and writing drivers for the stuff that there aren't drivers for and all that. It shouldn't be... You know, it's 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 almost like a, a it's almost like a PC in that regard because it's like, oh, okay, you need a motherboard, you need a, the right CPU, and you need some memory, and then you put the pieces together, and it just kind of works. Gotcha. Uh, so more out of HTC, out of Mobile World Congress uh, phones. There's a lot of phone news. Samsung, of course, announced the Galaxy S2 line of phones. Uh, these are the successors in the America. They were called the Fascinate, the Epic, the, uh, the oh, Captivate. Yeah. Uh, all the verbs or all the yeah, it's all the exciting verbs, action yeah. verbs, action verbs. Um, and and they were kind of crappy. I mean, let's 
the Captivate is just now getting Froyo this week. Launched in what, like August, probably July. It was right before we moved into the new offices, and and I mean that's just it's just too long. I mean they had originally said that we'd see Froyo on those ones in September. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. T-Mobile got it last month or early this month. So uh, what's the difference between these phones and the Galaxy S that Samsung made for Google? Uh, you mean the Nexus S? Nexus S. It seems like they're pretty similar. They're dual core uh, CPUs, right? Well, dual, Galaxy Nexus S is not dual core. Oh, the Nexus S isn't a dual core. I I, I, I didn't realize that. What's the Nexus S then? Nexus S is just a one gigahertz normal uh, R8 something Cortex yeah. A8 something, um, or, or probably the Samsung Hummingbird if I had to guess. It's a Samsung phone. Uh, yeah, I mean they're using dual core CPUs seems to be the big, the big change, and they're gingerbread native phones, right? At least. Yeah, I mean the the other thing that's interesting that came out of Mobile World Congress is the uh, Google. Uh, um, uh, uh, I'm having trouble with names today. Andy, Honeycomb Ice Cream. No, no. What's the CEO of Google? Ruben. Oh, uh, yeah, Ruben. Ruben was on stage. Uh, Ruben was on stage talking at Mobile World Congress about uh, the kind of problems and challenges facing Android, what they want out of the out of the OS in the next year. And he really addressed the gingerbread honeycomb fork, which is increasingly becoming a problem. It seems like a lot of developers, a lot of phone manufacturers aren't jumping on gingerbread at all. And they're going to wait for whether there's a phone version of honeycomb. It seems like that's not going to happen. There's going to be a 2.4 version that seems like it will also be called gingerbread. Uh, And then honeycomb is going to be just for tablets, it looks like. So one of the things that they're talking about is reunifying uh, Android with ice cream, which will bring – Basically, the same code base to honey to tablets and phones. That seems which is like, really important. Yeah, that seems like such a no brainer. Why would they uh, fork it at all? Uh, probably because it was significantly faster to to make. They could get the tablets on market faster if they just kind of branched out and did, did a tablet specific thing at yeah. the same time as the phone specific thing. If you think about it, the same thing happened with the iPad and iOS last year, where iOS was running, uh, uh, where the iPad was running iOS three. Uh, 3.2 for like nine months, first nine months of its life, eight months of its life. Uh, and and the iPhone was running iPhone 4 ah. for five months of that time. Okay. So, uh, I mean, it, it was the same same kind of level of, of difference performance-wise. But the ice cream stuff is interesting. It seems like it's going to really take advantage of multi-core CPUs. Uh, the gingerbread, gingerbread does that as well, but uh, Honeycomb does not. And it seems like Froyo does not, right, Norm? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Anyway, the Galaxy S is a 4.2 inch, 4.27 inch. So a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Still 800, 480 resolution. It's dual core Hummingbird, one gigahertz only, which is interesting because now we're seeing phones, you know, single core 1.2 gigahertz, single, you know, dual core one gigahertz, and then even 1.5 gigahertz. Do you do you Um, feel like multiple? I mean, I feel like multiple core. Multiple cores, I think, is 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 essential. You don't don't buy a phone with single core. If you want to last more than two years, but I'm just saying, yeah. I'd rather have multiple cores than than higher clock speed. Yes, I mean it's, it's def- definitely can, more important. It, in the PC world, at least, multiple cores are much more power efficient than cranking the clock speeds way up. And I'd rather have longer battery and decent power than you know crazy high clock speeds because ultimately, in phones, who cares about clock speed? But unfortunately, the phone will also have TouchWiz on top of gingerbread. <laughs> so that's a, that's the sound of TouchWiz. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, TouchWiz, TouchWiz, although TouchWiz on the tab was less stinky than it was on the on the Galaxy S phones. That's because Android on tab on, on tablets, you know, two point two point two on tablets was no good. That's true. Have they made it any easier to get rid of? 
But it's all it's all, well. You can't. The problem is you can't uninstall apps on those Galaxy S phones. It's unclear. I mean, they were lots of people asked some questions about uh, Android support on on this this upcoming generation of phones. Mm-hmm. I basically, if I were looking at buying phones right now, and you want, and I was the kind of person who wanted updated OSs from my from my phone. I would not buy a Galaxy S. I would not buy a Samsung phone, except for probably the Nexus S, because I I don't think I don't trust them to deliver OS updates in a timely manner on those phones. I mean, they are the last phone provider to to deliver Froyo updates, which is insane, considering that Gingerbread has been out for two months now, and we're talking about ice cream and honeycomb. Yeah. Also, it sounds ridiculous when you talk about different versions of Android. It sounds delicious. It's um, like living in Candyland. So Galaxy S2, kind of interesting. There's – what was that, April, I think, for you, uh, for Europe and worldwide? No, as early as this month, late oh. this month, and uh, no no announcements for U.S. release. Yeah, that, I mean that's the that's kind of telling. I, I wonder if there will be announcements for U.S. releases. I, I wonder – you know, there was the rumor that Samsung was trying to charge for OS updates to uh, charge the carriers for OS updates. That was debunked by – Samsung PR said that was absolutely not true. Uh, and then we started seeing updates suddenly start coming. I, I just I just don't – their record – they need to do a generation where they're really fucking upfront and fast about updating Android before I'm going to trust Samsung again. Uh, the, the other phone announcements, the HTC announced updates to the Incredible and Desire, which is really exciting. Uh, the HTC uh, Droid Incredible was one of our favorite phones last year. I mean it had some battery life problems. But was it – I mean all around I'd say one of the better Android phones last probably year. Probably the best – 2.1 phone and then you know a decent 2.2 phone wherever they got it. Yeah. Uh, so what's up with the what's up with the Galaxy S and the, hold on the Desire S is uh, is the the Desire was uh, the uh, Nexus One basically right? No, Incredible was Nexus One or Nexus yeah Nexus One was Incredible. Yeah. Really? Yep. I thought it was the other way around. Nope. Uh, well, what's the Desire? The Desire is only available in Canada then, right? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. The Desire S not as interesting. Uh, it's all about the. Uh, the new uh, HTC Incredible S, which – hold on while I pull up the specs. The Incredible S is the Froyo phone though, That's which is kind of a bummer. It's shipping with Froyo is my understanding. I don't, I don't want to buy a Froyo phone right now. Do you? Anna, would you buy a Froyo phone right now? I would buy a Froyo phone uh, because I don't understand what makes gingerbread so much better. Faster, better, more. Faster, better, more. But like what does that really mean in practice? Uh, it means that you can run m- more recent versions of the Google apps, so yeah. your mail and stuff like that is better and faster. Yeah, uh, it means stuff like Priority Inbox and, and things like that work better or at, at all. I don't know if the Gmail version that runs Priority Inbox is available for Froyo now. Uh, it you know it's it's literally when you're talking about a platform that's as new as Android, a six months every six months update is yeah it's really a pretty substantial increase. HTC yeah. is actually kind of falling behind because yes, Incredible S shipping with Froyo while the Smaller 3.7 inch Desire S will have gingerbread. So the Desire S is their iPhone size screen, and the Incredibles a 3.7 inch. Now? Yes, okay. and Incredibles four inches. It's this weird feature where the capacitive buttons will uh, adjust orientation because they're not painted on buttons. They're just, uh, I think they're lights. Um, oh, that's when weird. you go in landscape mode, you'll get the buttons on the bottom on the side of the screen. Huh? It, from what I understand, and then the Desire S has this weird unibody. Uh, it, it's it's a weird looking phone. Has has a you know the, the um. It's. It looks more like it's a metal, though, right? Phone. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, aluminum I, body. It's. 
HTC's in kind of a been kind of quiet the last few months because we haven't. I mean, I guess we haven't heard a phone. Or heard the last big phone from them was the the Evo, right? Yes, they did the Evo on Sprint, which I think is still probably uh, their. Well, that's their flagship, I'd say. Yeah, their their best phone, and then the one that was most popular, of course, Nexus One. But after you know Google went with Samsung for Nexus S, you mean the Incredible was it, most popular though. Incredible is the most popular, most best-selling, best-seller, yeah. but the Nexus One is what got the Incredible. The, the That's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have if I was buying an Android phone last year, I would have bought a Nexus One, no doubt, especially after the experience with the Captivate. But it's nice to know that these phones actually come with you know more RAM now, actually 768 RAM, um, some, some decent RAM. The tablet's coming you know, with like a gig of RAM. Um, that was a big problem. That's a big problem that a lot of Android phone owners have right now. Just, are, are they doing more onboard storage as well? Uh, no. On both stores, you got to buy it. Min- like 8, eight gigs and yeah, you buy micro SDs, card. up to 48. Yep. Do you guys feel like the uh, the Android phone market is getting a little oversaturated at this point? Like it seems like so – How about how – about, Yeah? What? It's been oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah. So like what's the deal with that? What's going to happen? I mean it seems like they're – they just release so many phones and all of these like incremental adjustments – you know, it's well, but, but I mean, choice. Like, Anna. I don't, don't you want choice? I, I don't want choice without a distinctive. You want to live choice. in the matrix? I want the I want the Android iPhone choice. That's good. But what? like with all these little, you don't want it, you don't want choice. You don't want to do the research. I don't want to do the research. Oh, and besides, so even if I want to live in the matrix. even if I want to do a little bit of research, I just want some more uh, more distinct differences in all of these Android phones and all the versions of these Android phones. You well, know, there's, there's aesthetics. There's, There's no aesthetics. Yeah, yeah, there is. They're all just little black phones. No. Oh, that was you're racist. Wrong. <laughs> wow, that, that was racist. <laughs> Sorry. You're wrong. I, I mean, the big I've, I've seen a lot. Of well, there's there's a lot of difference between carriers. Um, so, I mean, AT&T phones, Verizon phones, all that, they're all different. Yeah, so, okay, I agree. What is S9 is one, one, one phone maker, uh, four different carriers releases one same model of phone under different names for different carriers and has different feature sets within that yeah, one that's line. maddening. That is... Is you mean the Galaxy stupid. S? Yeah. Yeah, no front-facing camera on the Captivate. There's a front-facing camera, yeah. camera on the Epic. One has a keyboard. I mean, I'm okay with, I, I'm one, okay with one having a keyboard and one not having a keyboard. Yeah, and I'm, I'm okay with different manufacturers releasing different phones have different features. But when the one manufacturer just, just does it because they want to give one carrier a favor or they want, you know. Well, it's not even that. It's that, it's that T-Mobile and AT&T don't want to have the same phone, which I don't understand because in Canada, everybody has the same fucking phones. So in, in that sense, yes. But choice having having five, six different Android phone makers all making gingerbread phones, not a bad thing. Right. No, I mean, no. and also like you know three different dual core processors that they can choose from. All good things. I, I I am in favor of choice. I'm in favor of consumer choice. It but sound like you the are. fragmentation of it and the just sort of like I've said the the lack of distinction between them from from a you know some somewhat perhaps not pro user of phone me. Uh, but you know, I, I see what you guys are saying, and uh, you know, that, that's why I use an iPhone. That's why I use an iPhone. <laughs> it's easy. They make just the de- one. Apple makes the decisions easy. <laughs> that's true. They just tell me I want it and uh, buy it. Uh, so, I mean, of course, we'll keep you posted when the HTC phones get announcements in the U.S. Uh, Xperia Play finally got announced. I feel like we this was announced like years ago, but I guess Sony had never actually officially showed us what this phone is and why it's famous. Yeah. Has anything changed from the previous stuff that we talked about after the nope. the NGP event a few weeks ago? Nope. Um, I think Ryan said that he got hands-on time. He got secret hands-on time. He got secret hands-on time with it at Dice. I don't know if we can talk about that, but he, uh, I think he was optim- pleasantly surprised, it seemed like. Yeah, I mean, I he said nothing. He, I, 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 well, 
I think uh, he said something in the sense of nothing. He saw a tech demo, so you couldn't technically call it a game. Right. But uh, the visuals that Sony have been showing uh, look pretty good. Yeah. For a phone. Uh, it's just that everyone was worried about, you know, what? Another app store, another another platform within a platform. It's already fragmented. Um, I don't know. They need some serious marketing and business mojo to help get this you know, kickstarted. The, the thing he did say was that it felt kind of like a PSP go. Which is, I guess, not a great thing, but also not a terrible thing. I don't know. I, don't, I, I never actually held a PSP Go, I don't think. <laughs> was that uh, like the PSP phone or something? Uh, the Xperia Play is the PSP phone. Oh, okay. The PSP Go was the PSP with no disk slot. So it's a little ah. squatty, thin one. And it was a, pretty much an abysmal failure. Gotcha. Because nobody liked downloading games. And also it was immediately cracked by pirates. Uh, the tablet front, we had a lot of tablets announced too. A ton of honeycomb tablets. Did people actually get hands-on time with them at, mm-hmm. at MWC? Like real hands-on time? Or are they just like having Google people holding the phones, the tablets? Not no, I, th- I think real, real, real hands-on time. Yeah, so the Zoom, the Motorola Zoom, of course, is the, is the it seems like it's the flagship honeycomb tablet. Uh, finally have a price and date on that now, right? So it's uh, $800 for 3G, 600 for Wi-Fi, for a 32 Insane. gig model. Well, no, 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 for a 32 gig model. So I'm going to play devil's advocate. (laughs) I can see this both ways. But 32 gigs, $600 is about the same price as the iPad that that has 32 gigs of storage. Because the $500 iPad is only a 16 gig device. Hmm. However, I'm going to play the other devil's advocate now. Um, However, if you're not using a tablet for watching video and doing music and stuff, listening to music and stuff like that. You don't fucking need 32 gigs of storage on board. Exactly. It's, it's not about Although, storage. It's the pricing mm-hmm. is completely asinine because their justification for it is, I think, no, no, when the Motorola CEO talked about it, he said, when you're competing with Apple, you need to compete at a premium level. And that's, that's complete bullshit yeah. because, yeah, you can, sure, you can compete in terms of features, but pricing, you decide that. That is arbitrary. Um, and you just take a lower margin in order to penetrate the market, especially when, you, even though yes, your tablet is the most well-known honeycomb tablet, yes. but there are like five different honeycomb tablets coming out, all on a mobile. Well, Congress. they're going to be all mostly the same. I mean, it seems like looking at those tablets, there's yeah, there way, to, no way to kill Android tablets, there. you know, before they have a chance. Right. I mean, well, I, mean, I don't think they killed Android tablets. I just think you mean with the pricing. You think the pricing is going to kill the, Android I tablets? Think the pricing. If you don't undercut Apple by at least a hundred, hundred fifty dollars. Well, the thing is, Acer and Asus are going to come in with much lower prices on their Honeycomb how, tablets. How do you know that? If, if Motorola sets standard at $600, $800. Well, they're going to sit and watch how that Motorola tablet sells at $800 and they go, oh, shit, we want to actually move some units. Yeah, I agree. They're just going to, you know, that's that's going to be like what what brings the price down on Android tablets, I think, is is the uh, upcoming failure of the Zoom. And the other the other side of it is, of course, that the the the... the Motorola tablets, they are going to try once again to attach these to a $30 or $40 a month data plan and sell them subsidized. So you can get the $800 tablet for only $300 if you sign up for a two-year data plan that's going to cost you two grand over the life of that, that device. So, I mean, it looks like from all these tablets, these um, these common threads, lots of very similar features. So they're all going to be around 9.7, 10.1-inch screens. Um, Samsung has but, but the Galaxy by Tab. Nine. 16 by 9 with 1280 by – and actually less than 16 by 9. It's 1280 by 800. 16 by 9 I think would be 1280 by – uh, No. Yeah, 720p is 69. Yes, yes, yeah. So these are a little fatter, a little, little closer to 4 by 3. They're stubby tablets. But not exactly 4 by 3 because that would okay. be uh, 1280 by 960. Okay. Um, and they're all – most of them running Tigra 2 actually. 
Hmm. That's, uh, I mean, that's good for NVIDIA. I NVIDIA mean, has made many inroads with uh, these hardware companies to make Tikra 2 very attractive um, because Honeycomb requires dual core. So Samsung well, Galaxy Tab 10.1? That, that Honeycomb requiring dual cores is kind of a big deal. Because until this year, there weren't any dual core ARM processors that were capable enough to run tablets, right? Yeah. I'm actually very, very, uh, very uh, excited about the Galaxy Tab 10.1, more so than the Zoom Now, uh, if only for the weight. So iPad is 1.5 pounds. Okay. Right. 1.6, I think. No, 1.5. Okay. Zoom is 1.6. Okay, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Galaxy Tab or one, uh, 10.1 is 1.23. Mm. That is significant. That's pretty good. Saving a quarter of a pound. Yeah. That's good. From plastic. I mean, the, the first Galaxy Tab was pretty light in your hand. Um, was I, it the same size screen? No, first it's gal- seven inches, right? No, no, this is this is ten point one inches. No, but the first the Galaxy oh, tab, first Galaxy Tab was seven seven inches. inches. Yeah, so it seems like Android is moving away is is issuing the ten inch the seven inch tablet as well. It, it, like Google as a whole, if all of these Honeycomb tablets are coming out at 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 seven at ten inches, I I, I think the executives could not justify. Uh, they saw the sales and selling a seven inch tablet for six hundred seven hundred dollars. Uh, people weren't going to buy it. Yeah, that's but like, it was also more, more so that people got screwed over by buying, buying the Galaxy Tab early uh, because it's stuck on two point two forever. Right. That's not the fault of being seven inches. It's, no, no, it's not. The seven inch mind, you mean? form factor, seven inch form factor, got screwed over. You yeah. think it's tainted because of the failure of the Galaxy Tab? I think it will come back eventually because all those reasons you mentioned, which are, are valid and which I believe are probably the reasons the seven inch tablet isn't out right now. Uh, I think they're all. Those are all dumb artificial reasons, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's poor, yeah. poor decision making. Yeah, all right. And I know a ton of people are going to be pissed off because they're like, "Oh, they're super happy with their Galaxy Tab." I'm fine that you're happy, but when come two months later, three months later, when everyone's walking around with honeycomb tablets and you're struggling to browse a web page, um, <laughs> that's cold. Yeah, dude. I mean, and, <laughs> and they paid basically the same amount of money that you did, but waited only you know four or five months, four months. For something better, that much better, I'd be pissed. Well, this is one of those situations where if you had watched the reviews, well, at least you watched the good reviews, I know that a lot of the kind of big sites gave – I see a lot of potential in this device reviews. I'm actually going to work and read some of those this afternoon because that, that always makes me uh, – <laughs> I gave a do not buy recommendation. Yes, Norm, you did the right thing. That product was not worth buying because it is not very good. Um, these new tablets seem seem a lot better. We still haven't had any hands-on time with a working – I mean, we've seen the video loop ones at CES that everybody else got hands on with. I made air quotes around the hands on there, uh, but but the, we haven't actually seen running a, a honeycomb tablets yet. And you should see some at CTIA uh, where you should have a Zoom. It seems like by then, definitely, definitely, we'll have Zoom at CTIA. Yeah. Um, here's the thing: when you pick up a tablet, ninety five percent of ninety percent of what I do on the iPad is web browsing, and it doesn't do it the best. It, it could be better, but Nothing has done it this well, this fast. And as long as these tablets can match the web browsing speed and exceed the capability of the iPad, uh, that that will get me excited for it. If they can't, then Apple wins another day. Do you use apps on your iPad at all or not? Not really. Flipboard and Twitter? No. Really? You don't? I use Twitter, but I have it on my phone. What about like RSS? I guess RSS readers. You just it's just yeah. I I I like visiting web pages. Hmm. I like I like like the experience. Yep. Interesting. Um, see, I use Flipboard and, and stuff like that a lot, but but there's kind of not a whole lot of equivalents of those on. on I, I feel like they're, they're extra pretty barriers to getting to the actual content. 
you know, if I go to Flipboard, then I see the article that someone posted, their, their, their feed from, you know, from Wired Story. Then I click that and it opens their fake browser and then I do the scrolling. Yeah. The presentation's nice, but I just want to get to the web page and, and browse it. Well, it's, for me, it's more about I, discovery than presentation. I mean, I like the fact that it, that I'm, I'm not in a Twitter app and using the janky Twitter browser. I think the janky Flipboard browser is better than the janky Twitter app browser. Well, th- this reminds me of a, an existential question about tablets, which is, Norm, if what you mainly do on tablets is browse the web, I mean, do you think that isn't all we really need, you know, all dual core SI, just like a basic cheap tablet that runs the internet really well who you know no, but I, I do I mean, I'm on email right now I do want the option for email yeah. I said 90% of what I do when I use my tab I use it a lot yeah. 90% of that is browsing the web on the couch yeah but the, but but the, like and the other part of it is the dual core is important yeah. I mean in order to be able to do like when you load a random web page now with a whole shitload of JavaScript and stuff like that like a Gmail page or a Flickr page or uh, our pages or whatever. Yeah. Everything has loads of JavaScript now, and that takes a lot of time to run, and it's something that can happen in parallel. Uh, so having multiple cores does have an impact, especially if they're going to turn Flash on for these. Mm. And it seems like uh, 10.2 uh, – sorry, Honeycomb Flash will be an option, right, Norm? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so I mean, the it's interesting because they're building up all these massive cores in order to support Flash, which – iOS has said, hey, we're not going to do. Right. Uh, but there, the rumor is, of course, also that they're going to have multiple core CPUs in their next generation of phones and tablets. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the, – the, the, the thing that is, has always been true about technology is that if people build capabilities into hardware, then software developers will find interesting ways to use it. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, tons of Galaxy ta- – uh, uh, Galaxy tablets. So tons of Honeycomb tablets coming. LG, Acer, Asus, Dell. Dell? Not Dell. Nope. You're talking about HTC. HTC was the other one, yeah. So HTC is surprising because it actually will not run Honeycomb. It will run Android 2.3, I think, or 2.4. Um, and uh, it's going to be HTC Sense on top of their tablet. Ew, what's the, what's the name weird. of their tablet? Um, I don't know. HTC Flyer, I think it's that, name. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Um, it, it, that was the least interesting of all the Android tablets. I can't imagine buying something. Seems like a pretty Android big misstep for, for HTC to, to not do a honeycomb tablet. Well, to, I mean, to come in late into tablets and then do a bad job with it seems. Well, we don't know if it's gonna be bad. They have a lot of confidence in HTC Sense. Yeah. Uh, other people less so much, be- or not so much, because their justification is that it will be running. I think what people are calling now ice cream, uh, the unified app platform right. for Honeycomb and. So it's um, a late twenty twelve, so twenty eleven product rather. Yeah, late twenty eleven, second half twenty eleven, but it will be able to run your Honeycomb apps. It just won't have the Honeycomb interface. They don't care so much because there's HTC Sense. I mean, the thing that the thing that strikes me about HTC Sense is that it was crazy valuable when Android was really shitty and rough. And that as Android, as the core Android experience gets better and more polished and faster and, and good, HTC Sense becomes less valuable and more of a liability, I think. Don't disagree, agree? I, I agree. Is um, that HTC tablet the one with the stylus? Yeah, there's also a what stylus. What the hell is that about? Yeah. Well, Didn't they listen to Steve Jobs when he said – No. The, the, <laughs> no, that's their whole point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's everything Steve Jobs says, they will just do something different. Right. Right? They're, they're re- releasing a 7-inch tablet that runs Flash, has a stylus, has an SD card slot, and that you can charge from your car. You know what? When you put it all that way, it actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> of course. 
Um, let's see, gingerbread, uh, honeycomb fork. We t- talked about this a little bit. Uh, a couple of things they talked about in the in the Google keynote. It seems like there's going to be a 2.4 version of Android, still called gingerbread, right, Norm? I, I'm not sure what they're exactly calling it. It's it's uh, it's super unclear, but honeycomb is is going to be Android 3.0. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Yep. I mean, I don't think anybody's ever spelled this out yet. Maybe they have, and I just haven't been paying attention. Uh, ice cream is going to be f- based on three point something. Gingerbread will continue being two point three, and then there's going to be a two point four release that seems like it may be the the thing that the phone manufacturers kind of jump on board uh, until ice cream is available in late the latter half of this year or early next. Uh, the other thing uh, they committed to a six month release cycle for Android. So where mm-hmm. iOS is on a yearly cycle, it seems like they're going to continue iterating faster, which is an important advantage for Google to maintain. Uh, and I guess that's that, the, kind of the rest of the Google Kinect was a little bit boring. Uh, Motorola Zoom, uh, we talked about pricing. Facebook phones from HTC. Holy shit. Yeah. That's Does funny. anybody really think that we need Facebook phones? They're, they're more, you know, phones with Facebook it's a, buttons. With Facebook button. It's almost like a Facebook button. Yeah, I was going to say. Shortcut. So, so I mean, what? You know, you could, you could say that the Microsoft Windows Phone 7 phones are Facebook phones. Yeah, but they don't very, have a button. They're very tightly integrated. They, yeah, they don't have a button, though. I mean, Android phones are tightly integrated, too. Yeah, every smartphone is tightly integrated with Not the social network. Not except for network. iPhone. iPhone's, iPhone's pretty tightly integrated. No, it isn't. You have to launch well, it's got, I've got an app. That's, yeah, that's, that's, not, not that's not tightly integrated. Uh, that's not integration at I all. I know, but that's – well, but come but on. That's an app. It's, it's integration, but no. – I mean it's not integration yes. in the way you guys are talking about. But at the end of the day, it's like all I want to do is launch the freaking thing on my phone. No, well, no, no. What, no. what if you want it everywhere in every part of your phone using experience? Yeah, see, yeah. that's crazy. But, but, but I, mean, I understand the – I understand that that's like the What if you want to play Farmville feature? on your you – know, on your <laughs> Imagine a world, yeah. and then it actually, you know, it shows up on your Facebook feed, and it's the Farmville on Facebook, right? And not an app. Yeah. What about that? Doesn't that always? Doesn't that already work? Can't I, you want? I, I don't know. Play, can, I don't play. Farmville. I don't play Farmville. Either. What are you talking about? I made that, that assumption with your that was a trap. With your Web two point oh, you know. I want to know what the Facebook button does. Does it just launch Facebook? It's a like button. It's oh, a hardware like yeah. button. So uh, the point that's is it glows awful. whenever you're on something that you can like. Yeah. No, that's uh, – Which that's, would be pretty much anything that's is my like, understanding. That's the devil. That's horrible. It's I, like – The like button's going to move the internet. I'm, surpri- I'm very surprised that you don't like this idea. Yeah. You're, well, you're, I, the, you're, the, you're, you're the target audience. If it had to do with Twitter or What if it was glue, a check-in button? Then, yeah. What, if a che- what is a programmable yeah. check-in button for Get Glue? And you just click that, it. I would like it. But I would totally be into that. The Facebook, you, you would just like, like it. But you know what? <laughs> I would. I would like it twice. Uh, but the face. The thing about Facebook is, I mean, I don't know anybody who goes around liking things on Facebook because it pollutes your feed. Uh, it's not it, about liking things on Facebook. It's about liking things on other sites. So if you go to test it and you say, "Oh, this story's really good," I'm going to match the like button. Yeah, but then you get the tested RSS feed, which, while informative and wonderful, you get it. You know, you get what amounts to an RSS feed in your Facebook. This is what runs stream. Facebook. Yeah, this I know is why it does. Facebook is a thing. That's why face. No, Facebook has. They've only introduced all that stuff in the last like. Four, four years. No, 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 no. Four or five months. When you start, when you know, when you no like, way, dude, the it, like button has been around for ages. But it didn't used to put their. It was, it was their how Mark Zuckerberg was going to revolutionize advertising and and marketing. Well, they it didn't used to put, uh, you know, like basically the that site's RSS feed in your Facebook stream. You used to only get your friends' updates in your Facebook stream. Now, if you like the Oakland A's, you get forty updates about the Oakland A's in your Facebook that's stream every day. No, no, no. But that's what I'm talking about. That's what happens if you yeah, like yeah. something. Now. No, no, no. If you you can like individual things. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if there's a like button on tested, which there isn't, but there could be theoretically. Yeah. And you press that button, that would share the link to that page with your friends. 
and and give your like along with that. If you like tested the brand, the tested Facebook page, then that is going to dump all the tested updates into your feed. I don't know that there is a difference anymore. I think that you were describing mm. one thing that's the same thing now. No, if people – if people – all those like buttons that are on articles all around the web. Yeah. And are oh, I see what you're saying. The, okay, liking articles. It's an external like button yes. versus an internal okay, like button. Okay, I understand that. It's, it's the difference between liking an individual item in your feed. And becoming a fan of it. Yeah, and becoming a fan of it. Right, right, right. Because right, what, right. what they changed was becoming a – they changed becoming a fan of a page – to liking the page, I, yeah, which is dopey. Okay, but, but that's just a that's just a. But um, but either way, if you're going around and surfing the web and liking every freaking article you read, and your friends yes. see forty articles, you know about cats that you read that day, that's going to destroy Facebook. Why do you not like cats? <laughs> I like I like maybe one or two cat stories a day. I don't want to see every single thing. I just Somebody see the I knew in best high school cat stories saw I want a, on a Thursday. I want a seven like threshold yeah. for any cat stories. I, I think that Facebook is another thing that's becoming radically. Uh, oversaturated with too much usability, and uh, I think it's it's, it's going to have to change soon, or it's going to become irrelevant. I, I think that 500 million users would probably disagree with that. You know, things move fast, and if That's something true. becomes uncool, you know, like uh, tell it to MySpace. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that it became uncool the moment my mom signed up for a Facebook. <laughs> that account. was that was the beginning of the. That end. was like three years ago. It's so. on the de- decline. Uh, I th- or it's going to radically change. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, Facebook is changing from a company for people in college and, and people our age to share what they're doing with their friends into a kind of people hub, a combination of LinkedIn and Flickr. And I mean, they do so so many and, people use Facebook for so much stuff that's not, hey, I'm going to a bar tonight. Do you want to hang out? Mm-hmm. Um, that it's like my, my mom uses Facebook the way lots of people use email. Hmm. Right, like that's how she communicates with her friends. Right. That's the whole point of Facebook messages. Right? Yeah, that's that's what I heard about Facebook messages. I yeah. never quite understood how that was supposed to work, though. Well, I mean, it, it's nice because it's harder to get spam because you can only only people who you follow you can send you messages. Yeah, because right? your entire friend feed is a spam filter at that point. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, just just by establishing those relationships with people that you know, they're able to make informed decisions about what you want to see and what you don't want to see, which yeah. is good. The problem is that Facebook also the ideal way this works is if you actually curate your friends feed and, and your friends and so you only friend people that you really consider a friend but that's not how people use Facebook yeah and you don't no. own, only like things that you want to hear about 10 yeah. times every day either some people use a like button for bookmarks content. they use it yeah. you know I still think they need a don't like button oh yeah that's what I, everybody wants I always <laughs> worry cause or like, enemy button yeah, enemy, yeah that'd exactly. be good right, um, enemy or friend oh 250 enemies mortal nemesis Norman <laughs> that's a Aziz and Ziri joke I'm what? sorry. It's good, oh, that that dude. Gave, it's good that you gave yeah. credit. Not a fan of that guy. Yeah. Um, I, yeah I, is he part of the Ansari X Prize? I don't. What is that? You know the the rocket ship prizes. I don't know what no, that is. No, he is not. Okay. No. He's on Parks and Recreation. He's on Parks and Recreation, and he also is in uh, he's in Funny People. He played that other comedian, the fake comedian. I don't know. He is a fake comedian. Explain more. No, he's a real comedian, but he played a fake comedian. Also, he's good buddies with Kanye. Like like uh, uh like I uh, strongly uh, dislike him. Huh. I forget the Randy. He played Randy the comedian, and it's a spinoff movie starring Aziz Ansari as Randy. Yeah, people love him. He he is he's too, uh, too snarky. I see people for me. retweet him all the time. I like yeah, Snark. He's I, the one who brought the uh, the, the fake IMAX, uh, attended fake IMAX to the world. What now we tie it back to tech. His blog about the fake IMAX, AMC fake IMAX. What's an AMC what fake, fake IMAX? IMAX? You don't know what fake IMAX is? No, no. Just you, a giant you know screen? Fake, You know what fake IMAX is? I don't. Oh, no, because you're so ignorant. <laughs> That's racist. So. Uh, IMAX, real IMAX, right, yeah. um, is a 50-foot-tall screen sure. 
that usually you either have you have to have a special building set up because it's a special sound system. Yeah, it's like behind the screen, really oh, big screen, I and, and you, using eight, <laughs> eighty millimeter projectors. Yes, yeah, gigantic, right? gigantic projectors. I'm, I'm going to raise my hand and, now. And wait, wait. Will wants to prove his, he's not ignorant. I know. I, I, your, your poor enunciation led me to believe that you were thinking of talking about fake Apple products. I, 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 know, I know what you're talking about, IMAX. IMAX. So theaters. what is this? Yeah, just so, a giant so, so, so Anna doesn't know what I, IMAX. I've never heard of a, I okay, know what so, an IMAX okay. is. I know, but you okay. don't know like, the concept of fake IMAX. Yeah. And, and so. I can, I can guess. Is it just no, like well, a 30 millimeter well, no, projected, no, 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 projected but, on well, a gigantic screen? No, well, what happened was <laughs> IMAX started making a lot of money yeah. because of movie, 3D movies. Because people could charge $20 all, for a Yeah, an IMAX yeah. is $17 plus, right? For 3D IMAX, yes. it's 20 bucks. And The Dark Knight made so much, you know, they would always be these press releases. Yeah. IMAX theaters, you know, record breaking IMAX yeah. weekend, no, opening kicked weekend, ass right? Dark Knight. right? Dark Knight makes so much money. On IMAX, they because, flipped the truck, right? And they would upconvert movies shot uh, with you know traditional cameras uh-huh. um, to eighty millimeter. Yeah, which even, is bullshit. Which is looks total terrible. bullshit. It's right, fake upconverting Does, doesn't work. No, movies not shot with doesn't IMAX cameras, not IMAX. Um, so AMC, uh, the, what they realized is there weren't enough IMAX theaters because they would only be you know existing installations, very expensive to uh, set it up. Yeah. Or in those like uh, observatories or the uh, what, what <laughs> like do you call planetary, it? Planetary, planetary, planetarium. A planetarium. Yeah. Planetarium <laughs> IMAX, which they have in San Jose. It's the Dome IMAX experience, which uh-huh. is still real IMAX. Yeah. Um, so AMC created these fake IMAX. They teamed up with the IMAX Corporation and c- gave you the IMAX experience. Will's on the website right now, aziz'sboard.tumblr.com. And this is the first time wow. it was really uh, brought to public attention. People retweeted this and tumbled it a lot when okay. it was announced. So what they do is it's they took a regular theater uh, room. Yeah. Yeah. Killed. You know how like, normally there's the front row and then the back, there's the like, front there's section? There's like shitty seats right up against the screen. Sh- yeah, shitty sure. screen. Yeah. seats no one wants. There's a full, yeah, those seats suck. And then there's the, the aisle that people walk across. Yes. And then there's the regular seating. Yeah. Right? yeah. They kill the shitty seats and bring the, the screen up to where the aisle is mm-hmm. so it's closer to you. Mm-hmm. But still, it's maybe a third the size, a fourth the size of a 50-foot IMAX screen and are calling it the IMAX experience. So, for example... Uh, I hope I've never been to one of those. Yeah, you have. I don't know if, if I have. If, have you been to the Metreon? I haven't been to the IMAX at the Metreon. That's a real IMAX. That's a real IMAX. That is the only real IMAX in that, San Francisco. it's still small for IMAX. No, it's 50-foot. That's a full IMAX. I don't no, think no. I've... Oh, maybe I Because, like, Lincoln Square IMAX is 76 feet by 97 feet. The one at, at, at Metreon is not that big. It's about 50 feet tall. It's five, I, five stories tall. It is tall. It, it is real. It, it's that it, I, that would qualify as real IMAX. Uh, the dome one in San Jose, real IMAX. The one in Emeryville, yes. not real IMAX. No. Okay, well, I've not been to that IMAX. I went to all my IMAX movies in New York. Uh, Lincoln and, Square. Yeah, seventy six. Were they in, were the seats incredibly like vertical? Yeah, and, dude. Okay, I know okay, okay, then, okay, then you've been to real IMAX, but fake IMAX. <laughs> well, they would charge the full them. ticket price. Yeah, no, that's that's really horrible. I've never and call it the IMAX thing. experience. The IMAX experience. Yeah. Well, that's like that's like Beats by Dr. Dre headphones being THX certified too. Yeah. Somebody paid somebody a giant amount of money. Yeah. And then they slapped their label on it, and yeah. boom. That's horrible. That is, I feel very so this, uh, I'm sorry to bring it up now because it is like kind of an old story, but some people didn't know about it. In I've this never room. realized. I didn't, but I it is I'm to not... tie into the Aziz Ansari uh, reference. No, well, good for him for, for promoting that. I am uh, fully in favor of highlighting bad movie theater practices because there are many. Are you still anti Aziz? 
Uh, I'm anti-comedian Aziz. I am I am pro uh, Consumer Reports Aziz. Not not only does he like t- <laughs> tell the world about fake IMAX, but also he tells great jokes that I can crib and give credit for. And he retweets that's Kanye true. sometimes. So yeah, that's good too. I can retweet Kanye. Well, but, you, but Norm doesn't steal your jokes. Oh, well, I guess he maybe not yet. Um. So yeah, Facebook phones like button. Have you ever accidentally liked something that you probably shouldn't have liked? Like, hey, hey, my uncle died this weekend. You can <laughs> unlike you that. To comment. You can. You oh, can, you can you unlike can, that you can, now. You can unlike. You things. can unlike things I, my, once you like. Here's here's a joke you can steal from me, Norm. If you don't like something, you say, "I want to like that just so I can unlike that." Oh, that's so. Good. <laughs> that's a good joke. Wow. Uh, anyway. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, twenty oh nine. Uh, let's see, Windows Phone Roadmap, we've talked about that. I think we've gotten through pretty much all of the Mobile World Congress stuff. Right. You, you know, the nice thing about Mobile World Congress is just as about the time we're getting to work because it's in a different time zone. All of the people who are there are getting shit-faced and sending <laughs> sending bad twit pics. Nice. Uh, so it's always a nice thing when people are in Barcelona to wake up in the morning and come into work and be like, oh, okay, everybody else is having fun. Yeah. I I rode the train today. Guys, you know Obama's having a secret Illuminati meeting right now? Yeah, you, you know what my totally theory is, is the right? Illuminati, you're it right. It is the tech Illuminati hosted by Obama in San Francisco right now. At a mystery location. If, if we wanted to set, it's in San Francisco. It's oh in my San Francisco. God. If we wanted to set the world technology back, I, like, it's like, like, like set an EMP bomb, but dude, assassination you style. you are going to be in, in, arrested in, by yeah, Homeland Security no, 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 tomorrow. No, 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 nothing about Obama. No, no, no. Don't take there, out Obama mm-hmm. t- before Norm, Obama Norm gets Chan. there. Mm-hmm. Now I'm here digging that yourself deeper. Because here are the people I'm attending. part of the podcast. Here are the people attending. I'm just saying, I've seen Escape from L.A. The don't, world was set back 100 years. There's no technology. Don't say B-O-M-B in relation to these Brett people. Tech bomb. Echelon is listening. I don't think Echelon's listens to the podcast. I'm gonna have to right. fucking edit. So, someone figure this out. Does Echelon listen to podcasts or just cell phone calls? Uh, I I would assume that if it goes across the internet, they have the technology to listen to it. Really? Oh, yes. And by they, I mean the man. yeah. I guess you figure out there. You figure there must be like a ton of like like radical yeah. podcasts. No, yeah. I'm sure there's right? like Osama Weekly, the official yeah. podcast oh, of Osama yeah. bin Laden. You're like white power. And Echelon's like that. That'll be super white easy to today. just transcribe and and right. pick out keywords. They just go to iTunes and sub up. Oh yeah, totally. Oh. Right. Look, up, look up radical, and they get all these like skater podcasts. Yeah, and then they <laughs> then they add another keyword like terrorist. Yeah, and, sure. You know, it works sure. itself out. No, I I, I, so 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 Obama is meeting with Steve Jobs and Eric Schmidt and basically and CEOs of all the major tech companies, including awesome. Oracle, Netflix. Wow, really, Twitter, Larry Ellison, <laughs> Zuckerberg. Uh, Larry Ellison's yeah, there. Uh, uh, president of Stanford's there. What's why the um, president of Stanford? I, Stan, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Eric Schmidt's there. President, uh, yeah, and somehow Mark Zuckerberg's there. Like, why not? That's that's got to be the most socially awkward situation for him to be in, why? Like, where he's not the smartest person in the room by far, and like the, probably mm. the worst business person yeah. in the room, and. And and the Jobs and the youngest Jobs and, is just looking over him going rookie and and, yeah. and and the presence of like you know not only the president but also you know Steve Jobs and Larry Ellison yeah. and and Eric Schmidt that's kind of cool well, like like you, you Eric Schmidt and Steve Jobs can go head to head and Steve Jobs you know and, and have an intelligent you think so? I don't cycle think so. well no I, well there was that photo but what photo I think Schmidt is Jobs' bitch nah dude. no Schmidt Schmidt has balls now. Now the Android's taken off. Schmidt has some balls. Yeah, because he let Larry uh, kick him off of his giant fire him. Yeah. yeah uh, no, the, yeah, he, he stepped down. He has he has the money. There, there was a photo where it shows <laughs> Steve Jobs, uh, Steve Jobs, and and uh, Eric Schmidt having lunch. Yeah, in, in Palo Alto, a, in a giant outside. 
Well, no, it wasn't. Well, I don't, I don't know what was the. <laughs> they're eating, what kind they're of like eating money melted gold soup that they were cooking, <laughs> and like turkey delicious eagle sandwiches, oh, like yeah. real eagle sandwiches. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, awesome I believe uh, uh, the the uh, what was a body language expert that uh, oh that was a little shit. To, oh Tim Roth to <laughs> they brought in right Tim they, Roth. They, they brought in they brought in lie to me <laughs> yeah, yeah the lie to me guy um, the mentalist guy oh, uh, to yeah. study the uh, the body language of Steve Jobs and. And Eric Schmidt and said, God. you know, see, Eric Schmidt lean like is, is totally vulnerable and like crossing <laughs> his legs in the defensive position. And Aww. Steve Jobs making right, he him did not bitch. want to expose his groin to Steve. Yeah. But I, I, I think that's load of bullshit. No. I, I think that Eric Schmidt can definitely hold his own against Steve Jobs, um, but Mark Zuckerberg not so much. Well, we'll so what, what does Mark Zuckerberg have to contribute to that? Discussion? Just think, think of how sweaty Zuckerberg got when he was on the stage at, at right South with, with Mossberg with fucking Mossberg. Oh yeah, and. And now he's in like the presence of like, you know, tech giants and the president. I, I don't. I hey, don't thanks for your sight, so Mark. Well. It helped me get elected three years ago. Oh my god, I'm sweating so hard. <laughs> they told me not to say things like this, but I can't stop myself. I gotta check in on Facebook. I'm so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> my status updates. Status updates. Wait, I, I can't update my place. It's secret. Well, so it's a secret location, right? Isn't this somebody's house on the peninsula? Uh, it's somewhere in San Francisco. Dun, dun, dun. It's like. How weird would it be to have so the, the president top of the and pyramid. Steve Jobs over for dinner? <laughs> well, what are they talking about? Uh, jobs. They're talking about not Steve Jobs, but uh, job creation. Oh, job creation. So they're talking about um, you know technological. <laughs> That's why right. they normal, all went there to talk about yeah, Steve hey, Jobs. Steve, how's your liver Steve, doing? You know, we just we just want to know what you're, we're really there for you. Right. We want to feel how things are Plus going. Pleasant Bridge. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they have. I, my my understanding was that they're having dinner at somebody's house after this meeting, like Jobs and Schmidt and Zuckerberg and Obama, and I was like. What the fuck do you do to your house? A, I'm sure like Secret Service has been swarming over it for like two weeks now. Yeah. But like, like what, what, like if you have the president over, what's, what's your house preparation for the president and Steve Jobs coming over to the house to just chill if you're Zuckerberg? <laughs> if it's Zuckerberg and yeah. his like bachelor pad. Yeah. <laughs> or is he, is, he, is, he, is he married or is he, no, he's he's not not married. Married. the GF or something? Oh yeah, he's not. He's, he's like hanging with the, with Katy Perry, right? No. That's what I heard. Just that one picture. Okay. <laughs> she came to visit the office. Oh, okay. She's also very tall. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know what he would do. I guess he would have to like get all of the Apple stuff. But Steve Jobs – wait, but but <laughs> is Bill Gates there too? Bill Gates is not – see, here's the great thing. Bill Gates, I think above all that. Well, he's above he's giving away his money and just exactly. kicking it like, now, right? Bill Gates would be too good for that meeting. Yeah, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett is a totally different meeting. Because he's like – Bill Gates – the Bill Gates-Warren Buffett you know, uh, and President Obama meeting mm-hmm. would be above this – this tech giants meeting. It would be about saving the, the world. It would yeah. be like they they put on the capes to go to that meeting. That's awesome. <laughs> so job creation. So yeah, I, my theory was that Obama wanted an iPad too, <laughs> and that he had to fly out and Jobs would hand deliver it to him. But yeah. man, this is like Devil Wears Prada. Like I get, I, I need the iPad too for my girls on the train. Yeah, get it, get it for me. I don't. One of them isn't enough. I need two. Yeah, that's right. And we can't. Galleys don't do it. Um, yeah, so I, I just – I don't – I mean maybe something interesting. Maybe like they'll be sitting at dinner tonight and Jobs and Schmidt and and uh, and, uh, and Zuckerberg will be talking and we'll end up with some sort of crazy like ultimate Facebook integration yeah. in iOS 5 yeah. or – It's crazy because there's so much pretension in that also in that um, that group. Like Facebook wants to beat Google mm-hmm. and Facebook's like we're, we're, a, we're a serious competitor to Google and Twitter's like we want to beat Facebook. We're a serious competitor to Facebook. Oh, is Twitter there too? Twitter also is What's there. What's his wow. name? Uh, yeah. Williams? Uh, I thought it was, or is thought it it was Biz Stone. Or Jack Dorsey. Yeah, Biz Stone, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it is uh, Dick 
Dicka Costello. Oh, okay. CEO of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they would. Uh, what if? What if all those sh- sites just went black tomorrow, and something new came in its place, and it was the singularity? Govnet, <laughs> abom- abomination.com. Abomination.com. <laughs> that would be awesome. Check in. <laughs> Obama wants ideas to start his own social networking site. Yeah. Right, guys. Oh yeah. Uh, we okay. already. Have, uh, I, I, we I, already. Have I, got, I got an idea. Tomorrow, <laughs> Obama has another state of the union, and he's a robot. <laughs> we have your names and social security <laughs> numbers. Don't worry about that. He has just laser click eyes. accept. Um. Yeah, so that's kind of weird, right? I think that's amazing. I I was only vaguely aware that was happening. I didn't know it was in San Francisco. I'm looking forward to traffic on the way home tonight because I'm sure it's going to be a nightmare. I uh, the thing I I that weirds me out about this whole thing is uh, I mean, how many times Bush didn't come to San Francisco once, did he? During the entire presidency, uh, well, he, 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 I'm not sure if that's an urban legend or if it's true. I I don't remember him ever coming, and I lived here the entire time he was president. I, well, I why would he come to San Francisco? Well, yeah, I mean, he it's would, still he, a we, huge job capital. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, it's where the iPad was born. It's where shit happens. He had an iPad. He loved Scrabble. Right. Love Scrabble. Hate San Francisco. Hate San Francisco. Um, I guess the other thing out of MWC I did forget about was the Quad Core Tigra 2. Uh, this is a kind of big deal. NVIDIA announced that they're sampling Tigra 2. Uh, the, other, the other ARM builders have said that they're coming with Tigra 2 this year. But probably won't actually have silicon until later this year. So that means in- NVIDIA is poised to take the next generation of tablets and phones and stuff like that uh, just based on – by default it seems like. So uh, more good news for NVIDIA. Atrix is available next week. Yeah, more Atrix. They pu- push, pull, push, I guess pulled, pushed up, pulled up the release date. The, the release date is sooner than initially announced. Yes, um, it was originally the end of March, right? Beginning of March, and now it's the end of February. I like February twenty second. So uh, I'll go get in line on uh, at like four o'clock on, in the morning next Tuesday, and uh, hopefully we can get one. Or maybe I'll just stop at the AT and T store on my way into work. I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see it in uh, in practice because I, I am one of the sort of doubting Thomases of this new. Uh, integration technology, doubting her Robles. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very uh, optimistic about some things. Some things they just don't make sense to me, and that the Atrix, you know, laptop dock extreme integration thing is is one of them. Well, I don't get it. You know, when I hear Herker Robles, I think cynicism. Well, you, I'm, I'm also an optimist. Uh-huh. Every time we do a shoot, I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. this is gonna work, and you're like, no, it's not. Yeah, and sometimes it works. Most of the time, not so much. <laughs> Um. So yeah, that's kind of interesting. Uh, is there a price on that? It's like six hundred bucks, right? Uh, with no contract. Off contract. Three hundred with, and then the accessories are expensive. We talked about the accessories last with. week, but yeah. Uh, iPhone four. There's a good. This is a juicy rumor. The th- I, I like to think of this as the three little bears rumor. Uh, in that there will be a big iPhone five, a small, cheap iPhone five. Oh yeah, the and then phone. the normal iPhone five. So I guess this would be the mama bear iPhone 5 ratio, rumor. But, I mean, what do you guys think this is true? Uh, the mini iPhone kind of makes sense to me for, for kids. Cause, <laughs> no, no, no. Right? Well, what, if you want, what if you want a cheap iPhone to get your children's? I, I don't want my kids to have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids. But well, but, the, the cloud iPhone thing I think is totally – That's dumb. Yeah, dumb that's, and not true. The small one is supposed to be cloud-based, no onboard storage, right? That that's Limited weird. onboard storage. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's true at all. Anyone who takes public transportation and uses their phone to in a subway, in, in yeah, underground, th- that'd be impossible. What? So the phone wouldn't even like turn on at that point? Well, no, like like, like your media it, would be stored in the yeah. cloud instead of on the memory on the uh, photos. Yeah, and, 
That's yeah. dumb. And since flash isn't the expensive part of the phones anymore, it doesn't make sense to me. That that doesn't make sense to me at all. So what would be the big phone? The big like, phone would be a like four point something inch. Screen. Four point something inch, but I'm not sure what the resolution would be. And I don't think Apple can do a phone now that doesn't have the retina display. Well, so here's here's the thing. I think retina, you know, they're retina marketing. Do you mean the pixels per three hundred pixels per inch? The thing is, if they if they release a bigger phone, if they if part of the next version of iOS is pixel scaling technology, screen scaling technology, like the Android phones have, then we could conceivably see multiple resolutions of I, iPhone coming in the future. And I, I mean, I think that would help Apple because sometimes diversifying your product line is good. On the other hand, Apple has never ever participated in the race to the bottom. You know, Apple is all about uh, being a high-end provider. They want to be the Mercedes-Benz or Lexus to everyone else's Toyota. And uh, I don't see that changing now. I don't. I don't think well, they're in the business of selling cheap stuff. To what about what about money. their massively successful shuffles? Those are those are um, the reason they made those mm-hmm. is because people needed a iPhone uh, iPod that they could give away that cost a hundred dollars. Uh, that that could be like tchotchkes and event giveaways and premiums and stuff like that. Also, it's a disposable. Uh, it's a gift. MP3 they need a hundred dollar gift iPod. But you can't give give you can't give phones as gifts. You can give phones as gifts to your kids. No, your nobody. You, you must be made of money on. Our I don't know. List. All your teenage <laughs> iPhone wielding. I just kids. I just think that there's you know kids are are getting phones younger and younger and the you iPod know, touches for kids. Perhaps. I say, Perhaps. yeah, feature phone, iPod Touch. Kids yeah. need phones. Yeah, so, um, so, but the big phone. I'm interested in a big iPhone. A f- four plus inch iPhone is is. It sounds all right to me. You've never carried a four inch phone before, Norm. It's a yeah, it's, sure I have. It's, it's nice having all that screen space. Yeah, yeah I kind of like. I, I would. I would almost like a kind of a midway between a tablet and a phone, like five inch. Uh, might be kind yeah, of. Yeah, oh, that, that's that the worst. That's that the huge? worst. There is a five inch phone. It's called Dell Street. Yeah, just take oh, off yeah? your shoe, hold that up to your head, and let me know yeah, how that works for you. Okay, fine. Inspector Gadget. Whatever. <laughs> oh, no, it's Agent sixty seven. <laughs> I don't know. Nine by twelve. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, Penny. Can we talk about Watson? Yeah. I thought it was gonna be science talk this week, but okay, we can talk about well, Watson. Well, hold on. we had a we had a previously established science talk topic, didn't we? Last week, didn't we promise something? No, Norm brought the science topic last week. It was about no, no. But we finished last week's science talk with a with a another science talk promise for next week. Yeah, somebody had an idea, but it wasn't me. Yeah, I know. It was Norm. Norm said we'll talk about that next week, and then I turned off the podcast. I can't remember what we said. We I don't remember what it was week. either. So uh, well. Listen, to last week's podcast. Well, let's talk about Watson right now. Yeah, let's talk because Watson is topical and and is not necessarily sciencey, but is interesting. Did you guys watch Jeopardy? You you, you both yeah. watched the Jeopardies? I watched three? just I just watched the first one, but you I watched heard the last about one. The last one was the best. Yeah. Yeah. The last one made me a little bit sad for humanity. To, well, describe it to me for also for other people who okay. maybe didn't watch them. So, well, the backstory on Watson is that IBM made a blue jean style supercomputer that has like what two thousand or ten thousand CPU cores, two thousand CPU cores, uh, fifteen terabytes of RAM. All its data is in RAM. Basically, you need a high, yeah, high, lots, high lots of bandwidth. Lots Fills up of a data big room. Once, right? Looks like a giant server. And and basically what they did was they scanned an OCR shitloads of books and like song lyrics and I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, cool. encyclopedias. All of Wikipedia, all of IMDb. Fiction. Yeah, right. tons of books, book databases, everything. Um, yeah, so that so that uh, and then then they built a natural natural language query parsing engine. So a thing that looks at the the clues. The clues are handed to the to the robot to the computer in machine format. So it gets it like a text file. Uh, as soon as it gets it gets the text file at the same time the question is revealed to the people. 
and then the people and then the machine buzzes in with a with a motor on a button when it has a relative a certain degree of of uh of confidence in its answer. Yeah, it's got like a little robot arm that holds the same kind of buzzer as the people yeah. hold. Yeah. yeah. Which is a weird and important distinction. Um and the important thing to know is that on Jeopardy you can't actually buzz in and are penalized if you buzz in early. You can only buzz in when you see the green light light up that's beside Trebek that we never ever see. Which lights up on once Trebek finishes reading right. the question. Well, it, it wraps up once Trebek finishes and the producer turns it on. Right. So there is human, there is human. There's a, it's not a fixed time. It's not a fixed time. Right. Correct. Is, Which is, means the humans have a slight advantage because they can hear Trebek, hear the cadence of his voice yeah. and know when, except, anticipate except when the, he will finish the sentence. The machine has a camera hooked up to the green light or, or is hooked up to the green light so it knows when the light goes green. So it moves it, at the speed of light. Correct. But the the thing is the robot – the machine only answers if it has a – if it's crossed a, probab- a, a, a confidence threshold in its answer. Right. Yes. Like, like it, it will not try to answer and guess. It will only answer if it thinks it knows the answer. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So, Although they say at that level, those those other two Jeopardy, you know, super dudes, dudes uh, they will always know the answers. They are 90, they 90 to 95 yes. percent. Yeah. Although say. Ken Jennings did get one wrong in that game. Yes. They yeah. all got – they all got – even yeah. the computer got – everybody got the answers wrong. Yeah. Computer got the answers wrong in some funny ways. But, yes. But, uh, but OK. So continue. So um, so the, the challenging part of this is taking the clues and figuring out what to search for and figuring out what the solution is. And my, I feel like it did not do a particularly impressive job of that. No, it couldn't answer any of the decade questions, which should have been kind of easy. I thought, like it would say, you know, the Great Depression, because flappers, could, and one other thing Sometimes it could not happened. tell a uh, difference between nineteen twenties and like eighteen twenties. That's so weird, um, right? Because you call it the twenties, and that's a semantic thing. So what it did it was it was taught a bunch of rules. Also, in yeah, I think the, the data, in addition to the database of just like text and, and knowledge, it was taught like rules, like you know, movies are called flicks. You know, 20s are when – you, when someone says the 20s, they mean the 1920s. They mm-hmm. never mean the 1820s. Right. Uh, but that was not one of the rules that it was specifically given. So well, that's why it failed that particular question. And I think they also – it seems like they also fed in uh, kind of basic rules about the, t- the types of categories because there's a finite number of categories on, uh, on Jeopardy. No, it's not a finite number. They, so do they, they invent new ones all the time? They invent new, new ones all the time. But, fi- but there's number, a finite number of formats, like question okay. formats. Yeah, question formats okay, for yeah. sure. And, and so what they did was with this learning engine, they fed Watson several thousand previous Jeopardy clues. I thought it was like 10 years worth. It, it was several, several thousand. Yeah. Um, and it would use the learning engine to create what it thought what it, so in, in a way that you could understand the typical, the, the most popular formats for Jeopardy questions so it could parse the clues right? Uh, in, in ways that it would prioritize certain keywords well, for searching. And, and the th- I mean, so the hard part is figuring out what keywords to search on because Jeopardy clues always have multiple, key, multiple clues. I mean, there's always multiple ways to get to the answer from a Jeopardy clue. That's why Jeopardy is, is relatively easy compared to like Trivial Pursuit or maybe not Trivial Pursuit, but like just a straight crossword puzzle or something like that where you have a one – where you have three words that describe the clue and you have to figure out what it means from that. Um, and my – my after watching this thing go for a while, I really think that if you had some really basic rules about like you know always search for the capitalized words because they're probably proper nouns and then do correlation of documents, words that show up inside the documents, it seems like it's a really straightforward thing to figure out these answers and you could do it with Google if Google had the ability to to do the natural language natural language parsing. 
What happened in the last episode that was so good that I missed? The, the computer just kicked everybody's ass. The second episode, computer kicks everyone's ass. Right. Third one, it was a little closer. Oh, yeah. Ken Jennings was like 20000 to 30000 or something like that, 36000 But Ken Jennings bet low in Final Jeopardy. Yeah. And if Ken Jennings had bet all in in Final Jeopardy, he would have won. Uh, well, Ken Jennings was betting for second because he didn't think he could beat the machine. What uh And the machine jerk. was vo- – was, but the machine was was betting poorly. Yeah, well, Ken Jennings, way to lose uh, the human race trial. But uh, the, the point of this is I don't think the human race is in any danger at all. I know everybody's always like, oh, my God, Skynet, Watson. Blah, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not it's, – it's, the machine is not – I, no, thought, I thought the, uh, the, the at least the documentary people did a very good job of you – know, The Nova documentary? Of, yeah, did a very good job explaining that you know, this is not a – sentient machine and right. all all the and of course there are all the you know, everyone who runs the store in watson anyone in the mainstream media who runs the store in watson runs the how clip uh, of the conversation right. between dave and hal sorry dave yeah but that's but at least <laughs> uh, for god's uh, sakes they made it look like hal right they did and but at least the pbs documentary the people but nobody watched the, the pbs scenes. documentary the fucking the thing the ibm ad that they ran during jeopardy it's like, well, we have a machine that can learn, that can understand man well, language. Yeah, they want people to watch the show. Right, of course. But I, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, it's neat. I think that the chess robot was, Deep Blue was much more impressive technically. Yeah. No, well, Deep Blue was brute force. That's like all Peter mathematical. This right? is brute force too. This is only, the, the learning part of it is the algorithm stuff was, was interesting and useful and practical actually. Deep Blue's, Deep Blue's algorithms have no practical benefit other than, hey, we're going to. They can put Gary Kasparov in his place. <laughs> play, play chess and also Deep Blue's algorithms are completely outdated now and you know current current chess programs running on your Pentium 2 400 can beat Deep Blue you have a Pentium 2 400? that's yeah, terrible sure. um, and then can uh, beat Deep Blue? I don't think that's true or can get very close using using us you know, using some without brute force we should have a tested tested millennium challenge where we Ooh, uh, yeah. where we go out and get Deep Blue and then hook it up to Chess Master 9000 and see which one wins if you can get access to Deep Blue, I'll call IBM and see what. So, set it up. Uh, what's what's the forward-looking stuff for Watson? Um, is that they want to see this used in hospitals? The uh, the semantic interaction between um, computers uh, and like in search is uh, is is basically what's in search. I mean, but but do you really not think that it's just looking at the key that it's picking out proper? Like if you look at the questions it did well at. They all had fucking proper nouns. Well, I'm not, I'm not, say, I'm not saying – no, no, no. Uh, if I, what you're saying is that Watson is not as smart of a semantic computer as they're making it to be, I think uh, you're only half right. I think, yes, it is keyed to Jeopardy, yes. just like Deep Blue is keyed to chess. Right. I, I don't it, think it Jeopardy keyed, is a particularly hard problem is what I'm saying because of the way the clues mm, are constructed. No, I, I, I think it's harder than – then you give it credit for three points of context: the category and two clues no, but, but, inside but the clue. But it, it, knowing to weight the category less is a bit of you know learning that the computer had to well, do. Yeah, but I mean, it, but it missed all of the ones that had any kind of wordplay and really? almost any no, question. I, it, it did, I, it I would that, be though. interested in seeing yeah. a list of the questions. I, I, it was I was asked. tempted to go through and make a list last night, but I, I had better things to do with my evening. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll. But I'll I think that this weekend. Maybe. The, the cool thing is, you could totally see a Watson. Type computer smarter than Watson, better learning algorithms than Watson, size of a you know a a Apple Cube or something in your garage, and then you know so, some your mom getting to talk to the computer saying, "Hey Watson, make me a, you know what's the recipe for for a delicious pizza?" And then, right, and then the recipe and then and then goes out they, and looks for and a then recipe. It tells you the best pizza. recipe. Well, yeah. but you can only do that with Google. You can to some extent, but Google is. 
but a lot of people like like when I search Google, I I, tr- I know how Google works, and so I search the keywords. I use I, I use like the uh, the parameters and and tricks and, and parentheses. Yeah, but you can also just type and, in and, how do I make a delicious pizza? Right, and a lot, but, but, but a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. And also, it, it's almost like uh, the Wolfram Alpha stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's very analogous to Wolfram Alpha, except for Wolfram Alpha is all about math and and calculation. So for, for a layperson, like you know. Talking to a computer and getting not just like like directions somewhere, which Google can do, obviously, but also like you know, like I'm 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 reading a book and you know, it reminds me of something. You know, tell me what it's reminding me of. Something like that. Oh man, that would be scary. I don't want well, but you can, to tell me. You what can I'm do thinking. that with a keyword search. I mean, the point yeah. is, if you're good at using keyword search, you can do like. like like there's no there's nothing particularly magical about what what Watson is doing. Except for that it's doing it very, very fast. I mean, the, the the thing that they said is that if you had two days, you could run the exact same query on a normal PC. It'll just take two days because you don't have 2,000 cores doing it simultaneously. I, I just I, – I'm just – I don't know. I'm, I'm – I, I want real killer death robots, not fake bullshit Watson. I'm just going to brute force this language problem robots. If anything, it was, it was good entertainment. Yeah. I, yeah, it was cool. I haven't watched Jeopardy in a long time. I put it back on the TiVo. I like Jeopardy, I realized. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you had mentioned the, the search results a minute ago. The, there was a big kind of brouhaha this weekend uh, when Arrington, who kind of is a blowhard sometimes, but raised a really good point, actually went out and posted on an article. Uh, basically, Google and uh, what was that guy? Hacker Digest or something? Some guy, some guy realized that uh, JCPenney was cheating like crazy on Google results last week. Yes. How? So the way G- – um, JC Penny was cheating was that it would create the way Google works is PageRank and um, PageRank so, is how many in, inbound links from other related sites right. for example in the JC Penny sense uh, pants right so if a if you know a thousand pant blogs linked to JC Penny <laughs> then it, it would get high page ranking that that page landing page on JC Penny's pants page what's your favorite pants would, blog would get I, I don't know pants or awesome.com. My favorite is um, genegenie.org. <laughs> that's very good. That's, is that that's, a real that, that's very good, I, actually. That's right, probably. <laughs> uh, then that page would come up higher when you search pants. And what this person found, and it was just like a search SEO enthusiast uh, who, was, who wasn't working at a rival company or anything, found and uh, reported to, uh, I think it was, uh, was it New York Times or um, some some publication? Was that they found a ton of suspicious sites that were linking to? Like, so there were like there were like rocket science blogs in Russia linking to. That had not, clearly had not been updated <laughs> for, forever, um, but artificially boosting that page rank. Well, if you've run like a WordPress site or something like that, then like you know that there are constantly people trying to post comments, hack the site, and embed thousands and thousands of keywords and links into your into your blog uh, to 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 do exactly what Norm is saying. So. Uh, Basically, Google went through and manually removed the impact of all these links, right? Well, no. They didn't manually remove any of these links. What they did was uh, give JC – well, remove them in the page ranking system. So they didn't change their algorithm. They just downgraded JCPenney's page yeah. rank. Yeah, they said minus 3,000 penny points or whatever. So um, Google, of course, put out a press release and responded to the article and said, hey, look, we fixed this problem. Yay. And Arrington came back and said, look, you guys – you haven't fixed the fucking problem. This is – I rarely agree with Arrington, but in this case, he was absolutely correct. 
He said that the quality of Google results has gone so dramatically down in the last 10 years that we're back to about where we were with Alta Vista in 1999 and just nobody's really noticed yet because we're kind of – we've all become accustomed to shitty content farms and stuff like eHow and experts advice and all these other terrible like low-value, poorly produced answer sites that don't really answer the question you're asking – uh, to the point that like travel – you can't – travel queries are hard to use on Google now because there's so much spam. If you ask something about like Python problems and stuff like that, you get all these terrible sites that don't actually give you the answers again. And, uh, and, and you're getting to the point where like people who are stealing content from real sites and reposting it are actually getting higher rank than the original sources of the content, which is a load of horseshit as somebody who makes content. Um, so, so I mean that was a really good point I thought. Um, the other side of it is of course – we don't ever really think about the amount of power that Google has. You know, Google, Google, JCPenney probably had the best holiday season of its, of its, of the web, post web buying shit world this year because they were cheating on Google or allegedly cheating on Google. Um, and when Google pulled the plug on them last week or week before, then, then, then immediately their shit got bad. I mean, there's nothing they can do at that point. Without Google, you have you have it's hard to sell stuff on the interwebs. Hmm. Well, I mean, at least it's uh, kind of a reflection of quality at that point. Like if you're, you know, breaking the rules, you know, it, it's 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 water finding its own level, right? It's like you know, if if you're cheating well, right. the system, yeah, you don't yeah, you shouldn't be getting that much. So no, no, definitely not. But um, and then of course the other thing is that Google released a site blocking tool. So uh, if you run Chrome, you can add an extension that will let you permanently hide results from sites you don't want to see uh, in your Google results, which is a super handy. I've already installed it. I added like 10 sites on the first five minutes, including like Yao and experts huh. Expert. What is it? Expert? I can never remember. It's that site that, that you go to and you're like, oh, we have the answer you want. You need to sign up and create an account. And then Boy, you I don't know, know that, that one. That. I fucking hate that. It's really annoying. Anyway, so that was a big deal. Uh, PS3 hack response from Sony finally. They, don't, don't hack it. Don't yeah. quote unquote illegal, and you will be banned from PSN. I mean, that, the, the, I think they've handled this right. Right. Appropriate. Yeah. I mean, if you want to hack, you, you should be prepared. If you, you should be prepared, a you shouldn't hack to steal stuff because that's wrong. Uh, but b you shouldn't hack to cheat in Call of Duty and whatever else you're playing because that is lame as hell. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to, then they're going to ban you from PSN. I think that's totally fa- fine. And and any hubbub is probably from people who steal games anyway, so I don't really care what they think. Uh, ton of controversy, ton of people responding on the or forums about that. What's the controversy the exactly? People think they should be allowed to hack their games. Well, people are also pissed that there's, you can't do Linux on PS3. Yeah, I mean anymore. that's the big thing. Is and that, it, is that was one of the big selling, not selling points, but it was a thing that gave Sony a lot of positive press. Was that you could install Linux and run a media center and, and do all sorts of fun, crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, but but I mean that but you could never actually do any of that stuff. Like if you installed Linux on a PS3, you didn't have any access to anything that was 3D accelerated or any accelerated graphics. So you could really only do like computing stuff and scary stuff like that. Or I think there were also a ton of tools that let you pirate PS3, PS3 games and and things like that, which are uncool. So um, anyway, yeah, I mean my feeling is is if you buy the machine, you can kind of do what you want with it, but. You know, Sony owns their own service, and they have the right to to dis. And, and you know, they're not disable. people can still quote unquote hack. They're technically hack their PS3s. They just won't be able to access the PSN service. Right. Exactly. I mean, you buy you buy a piece of hardware, you own it. Wait, there really were a lot of comments on that story. I had no idea. I mean, I, I talked to some people yesterday in there, but 
Uh, Boxy finally got Netflix. Bringing the total number of Netflix connected devices in my in my connected to my TV seven. to seven, including the TV. Yep. Xbox, PS3, Wii, TiVo, Apple TV, TV, TV itself, Boxy Box. And so you can watch. So how many different uh, actual screens can you watch Netflix on? One. No, no two. No, two. Picture in picture. And what? <laughs> no, you can watch it on yeah. your. You can watch on your TV. You can watch on your iPad and watch it on your computer. Yeah. Just saying. That's that's more than the number of devices. And, and also your phone. And also your phone. Okay. So four. But the thing is you can't have six, seven devices hooked up to the yeah, – I think you only have six devices hooked up to a Netflix account. So you, you have to pick and choose. Interesting. You could be playing four different Netflix movies at once and yep. just swap your inputs. I don't think that will work. I wonder if you can have multiple Netflixes running at one time. I, I've never even tried that. I think you can. My, my roommate uses my account and I think we watch You're going to get Steelers. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Steelers. I didn't see Violation that. of TOS. I, I, he's only done it like twice. He wanted to watch Lost. Uh, we already talked about Mac. Did we talk? About, uh, we talked about that before the show. MacBook Air, Sandy Bridge. Yeah, the big rumor right now. Two big rumors from MacBook Air. Which, um, haha, this is another case of people getting screwed over. Early adopters getting screwed over. As early as June, we may see uh, MacBook Air refresh with what? Sandy Bridge. Um, and this is not. This would be a, a two generation bump because MacBook Air right now is still on Core 2 Duo, and not even on Core processors. So, bypass the hail and bypass Linfield right on the Sandy Bridge. And also the second rumor is it might come with built-in 3G. They're, I think they're doing some uh, surveys right now to see if people would be interested in having 3G built into their MacBook Air, which I think it would be cool. So how much would you have to pay for the 3G service? I, One I million dollars. They'll, they'll probably partner with Verizon <laughs> yeah. and, um, and g- give you, you know, a month free or something. And $30 then, a month. And ah, it's 30, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Verizon, there's nothing that phone companies want more than to get – Multiple sources of data revenue a month for more charges. Exactly. Like they know, they know they can't just sell more phones because eventually the more people are using the phones and you actually saturate the network. And so with their existing network, they want more money coming from people using uh, – who can only use one – reasonably using one, one or two of those connections at the same time. So you're paying for right. four different – I'm paying for th- two different internet connections right now. Some people are paying for three. Why, Why are you paying oh, – for phone and, comp- and home. Some people yeah. are going phone home and tablet. Some people are going phone home, tablet, and MiFi. Those people are insane. That's crazy. They're bad people. And at most, you're going to use one of the, two of those things at the same time. Two of those data connections. Well, you use them in different circumstances. With other people too. Yeah. I I don't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, we I, we've talked about this a ton. It's fucking. You should just buy a data subscription to Verizon and get five gigabytes a month or whatever it is they're going to give away. And if you go over that on all your devices, then you should have yeah. to pay more. And then you can pay for the hardware for the MiFi and sign into your account, right? And uh, have turn a it on account. and off. That that would be reasonable. Um, I like having. It, it makes sense for to have caps on mobile networks because we're on the same pipe. Yes. But uh, so, the, the other thing is the Sandy Bridge thing for MacBook Air. That is super exciting for me, and I would probably buy that the day it comes would, out because I'm on uh, uh, my MacBooks on the outs. Well, there, but there's also Sandy Bridge MacBook Pro, yeah, right? And that would probably be coming sooner. That seems We're like that's more likely to be real too. I think. next next month or so, next uh, less. Not I don't think it's going to be two months away. But Do you think um, it's a MacBook slash iPad two announcement? Ooh. We're not going to see iPad two until probably late March, are we? Mid to late March. 
that's really soon. <laughs> that's like three weeks away. Yeah, late, late March. Yeah. I, I think late March. For an a, like a mid-April yeah. launch. I, I think they're going to – yeah, make, make oh. the iPad 2 announcement and then put the MacBook Pro refresh in there. MacBook Pro refreshes – I mean unless it's a design change, if it's just an internal spec change, um, they don't really do flashy announcements. Uh, well, here's my question. Well, though. then you have to, oh, I guess it's when they do big design changes. Yeah, because I went to, the last one I went to was the big design change, and that's like, and that's at the, that's not that was like uh, three years ago now. And that's a, uh, not like a, a big you know Moscone Center that's type a, of it's at their like office. The usually. iPad is yeah, that's, when it's little, yes. So, so did you say that the MacBook Pro with Sandy Bridge is also going to be thinner? So there was a, a rumor out that because Intel put out these ads saying Sandy Bridge laptops coming soon, mm-hmm. very soon, and the uh, image of the laptop they use was physically looked like it could be designed by Apple, mm-hmm. but it was black. Oh, uh, which that just looked say. like a bad Photoshop to me. Everybody gets all excited. But it was also very thin. Shit, but. Yeah. Um, my fear is that, I mean, it could be for, good for some people who, uh, who are looking to get a MacBook Pro, is that Sandy Bridge laptops will be thinner, no, uh, no uh, super drive, and uh, will get very close to MacBook Air. So like, then, what what becomes the difference between the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro? MacBook Air is just that much thinner. Hard drive versus SSD, and, and also MacBook Air is mm. you know under a pound in your hand. Well, yeah, but I mean, like in terms of processing more, more, more power, time. could I run Final Cut Pro on a MacBook Air? Uh, I don't think you're gonna be able to run Final Cut Pro on MacBook Air for a well, while. forget that. It'll probably be yeah. uh, my guess would be that one will be running at like full speed for that processor, and mm. the Air will be running at like a gigahertz slower. Huh. So like instead of running at two point two or two point three, it'll be running at one point two or one point three. Okay. One point more like one point four, one point six. Yeah, but. Uh, I want I want a MacBook Air that can do Photoshop, and you know, right now MacBook Air plays YouTube comfortably, HD YouTube comfortably. Um, a MacBook Air I could edit podcasts on and do Photoshop on yeah. would be a magical, magical yeah. laptop for for what I do. I, I'm gonna miss the uh, CD drive a lot. The we just drive, discussed the drive. I don't. You're special. Yeah, you know what? I I'm just I was we were talking about this before the show, but I'm still on the net. Netflix three DVD a month plan, yes. and I like it. I watch a lot of DVDs, and I want to watch them on my computer sometimes. I like having that option. I like That's being, valid. I like to be able to watch them on the on the bus. I, I would like to introduce you to this new technology called Netflix Instant Streaming, which you can you know pay what? seven dollars a month. They for. don't have all the things on there. If, if they if they you know, have you ever heard of the phrase "If you can't be with the one you love, then love <laughs> the one you're with"? I watch tons of Netflix Instant Streamings, but I also want to get the new hot movies. Or from a red box, even I'll get the new hot movie. How am I going to watch that on my TV? USB super drive. It's terrible. I don't want to buy that. Um, I guess that's all the news. You want to answer some questions, guys? Yay, questions. You have any more news, Norm? No, that's it. So if you have questions, you can email them to podcastattested.com. Keep them short, under a minute. Uh, record them with your headset microphone. Run them through Level Editor. Do not send weird phone formats or GarageBand files. That's it. I'm playing the first question. Hey, folks. This is Kyle from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. A <coughs> uh, fact about this town, interesting or not, is that we don't actually change our time uh, throughout the year. So for half the year, we're on mountain time. For the other half, we're on central time. Wow, they're, they're My Arizona. question has to do with how a lot of the mobile device manufacturers are starting to talk about their products in terms of larger ecosystems. Uh, HP's been doing that. Microsoft Nokia did that in their uh, more recent announcements as well. I can't help but feel as though they're going to be uh, missing a large part or a large potential segment of their market by not having some sort of an iPod Touch competitor. 
the barrier to entry for uh, for those ecosystems is relatively high. You're looking at some sort of a contract on a phone or a relatively expensive device if you're trying to get one off contract, or you're getting up into a tablet-type device, which, of course, is expensive as well. It would seem to make sense, um, from my perspective, to have uh, some sort of a, a much easier device, something that you know teens and other people can afford, and easily jump in and check out what these, these quote-unquote ecosystems are all about. You know, if, if there was a WebOS device that uh, was a competitor to the iPod Touch, maybe I'd pick that up and check it out. And if I liked that, maybe I'd upgrade into the phone. So you can think of it, these devices maybe as some little gateway drugs. I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on this. Thanks a lot. I, you know, I also think that's really important for developers. Because if you think about it, if you're developing apps for four or five different platforms and you're, the kind of, you're, you're selling the kind of apps that aren't going to make you $100,000 a year, you're not going to want to spend $2,000 a year for a a WebOS device, two thousand. I mean, uh, sorry, a thousand dollars a year for a WebOS device, thousand dollars a year for a for an Android device, a thousand dollars a year for an iOS device, and a thousand dollars a year for a WinPhone Seven device. I mean, that the the beautiful thing about the iPod Touch is, if you want to be a developer, you can do that. You don't have to pay a monthly fee. You don't have to have a phone contract or anything like that. It just works. You just uh, buy the iPod Touch for two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, I totally agree. I used uh, an iPhone. Uh, iPod, iPhone, iPod Touch. iPod Touch. I used an iPod Touch uh, all through college. I did not have a smartphone all through college, and I really, really liked it. Um, I would have easily, you know, if there were competitors at the time, I definitely would have checked them out. And I kind of wish there was an Android uh, Touch kind of thing because I kind of want to check out those OSs. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Having an Android version of the iPod Touch would be really useful. Uh, kind of the Arcos guys and some of those other kind of second tier. Android manufacturers are doing that kind of stuff, but they're, they're just not very good. Well, they're making little tablets, right? They're not making – or are they making well, no, like phone-sized things? They make phone-sized things. Phone things too. Oh, okay. I think the, but, the biggest competitor is the Samsung one. How much does that stuff cost? Which Samsung one? They have a – oh, I forgot about that. That Media Hub thing, right? No. The, the, you're talking about an, like an iPod Touch competitor? Yeah, yeah, Samsung yeah. Galaxy. It's, it's, a, it's basically the – It's a Galaxy S phone. But Galaxy without S phone. without the phone. Yeah. But they, did they ever actually sell that? Yeah. And they have a new one from – From Galaxy S2? Yep. Interesting, um, yeah, but there's no there's no kind of comp companion to that on WebOS or WinPhone Seven. I think that's that's something that those guys will have to get on if they want to attract kind of garage developers and not just serious commercial operations. Um, and and the point for teens and and people who don't want to have a phone contract is is valid too. I mean, I've even thought about switching back to a feature phone and that I can just leave for three days without charging and having an iPod Touch. What's a feature phone? The nice way to say dumb phone. It's a nice way to say dumb phone. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, next question. Hey, Tessa crew, this is Fink from Colorado. I don't know any local fun facts, but apparently Colorado is the skinniest state in the U.S. Anyway, I'm the IT guy at the school where our teachers mainly use MacBooks for their main computer. The MacBooks are getting a tad old, and we want to replace them. However, our image that we use is 10.5 Leopard. Since we don't want to fragment the user base with 10.6 Snow Leopard, will the new MacBooks support Leopard if I image them like the old ones? They're both Intel-based, so I think it would work, but I don't know. My other concern is licensing. Can we legally go back to Leopard from Snow Leopard? Can we buy a new license for Leopard? Also, what do we do about Lion? What about Ben? Any help would be great, guys. And remember, go Hawks. So I don't think that you can actually I, – I looked at the licenses for OS ten before the podcast. I didn't find anything about rolling back to Snow Leopard. I know Microsoft allows you to do that with from uh, Vista or Win 7 to XP. Uh, if you if you activate the OS the right way, there's something you have to do to make that happen. I don't think there's a provision for that, and I actually don't think it'll work on newer. If they've changed hardware 
between the 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 snow leopard and the leopard machines, I don't think the snow leopard machines will necessarily run leopard. I don't think you can assume that. So the thing I would say is that snow leopard is a very inexpensive upgrade. Uh, it's I think it's thirty dollars a seat or something like that. I would just upgrade all of those older machines to snow leopard, assuming they'll run it. And and that actually will be a better experience for everyone. Snow Leopard, I feel, feels a lot faster whether it is or not is difficult to say. Uh, um, and for Lion, I would not upgrade anyone to Lion until you feel that it's absolutely necessary. Why? Uh, just because, you know, I don't I don't like upgrading glasses right yeah. when stuff comes out. Either do I. Seems high risk, especially if you're dealing – I mean, especially – like if you're just a person and you want to try out the new stuff, that's that's one thing. But if you're running an IT department with a couple thousand people on it, yeah. you don't want to go out and like be the first guy in line and be like, hey, I need a thousand copies of, of Lion. I'm going to go out and deploy them. It seems like a bad idea. Yeah. But you should be able to le- image the Snow Leopard install just like you image a, uh, a Leopard install. So Tap the Rockies. Exactly. Hey, Tested Crew. This is Brian from Michigan. I'm originally from East Point, Michigan, which is home of NASA astronaut Jerry Leninger. Uh, two-part question for you today. Uh, number one, Norm, how are you able to recall product information and model numbers and all that kind of stuff off the top of your head so quickly? Do you have it all memorized, or are you some sort of supercomputer, or do you just use your iPad really quick for everything? Part two, speaking of supercomputers, I was hoping that you guys would talk about the Jeopardy episode versus Watson this week, uh, you know, supercomputer versus humans. Uh... That's all I have. Thanks, guys. Sorry my question sounds like crap, but if we had to listen to a whole podcast of yours that sounded like crap, I think we're all fair. Have a good one. Wow, burn. <laughs> well, it's not our fault that, the, that fucking Jeff and Ryan took the good mixer last oh. week and left us with the broken ass yeah. one. Yeah. Um, you record that from your car, buddy? We talked about Watson already. Yeah, we already talked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I did like to see Ken Jennings get a little pissed off. Although He didn't get pissed off. He, he was it, clever in his final response. His final response was spectacular. He wrote uh, Bram Stroker, which is the correct – who is Bram Stroker was the correct uh, question to the clue. Right. And the, uh, yeah, he wrote underneath, uh, he uh, welcomes our new robot. I, I for one, okay. welcome our new robotic over. Nice. Little Simpsons uh, yeah. riff. But, How do you remember stuff, Norm? Yeah, dude. A uh, combination of all three. That's – yeah. You know, now that Reddit is blocked on our websites, it has to be a little more the former. No, what? Reddit is blocked. What do you mean? How is Reddit is blocked? Why is Reddit blocked? I don't know. We're blocking Reddit <laughs> here? Yeah. Uh, we'll have to talk to people. Have you, have you been – it's probably Norm's fault. <laughs> Norm <laughs> Norm's productivity has, <laughs> has been monitored. Uh, yeah, I say you using your iPad sometimes, but a lot of the time, especially like in quick looks and stuff – you just like pop, pop take that shit out of the air, and that I've been impressed. I mean, I'm impressed with both of you, but Norm sometimes. No, Norm, Norm's much better at it than I am. Norm, I am not good at the yeah. pulling. I'm no markedly terrible about mucking up. I, have you seen that new show Sherlock? No, uh, with Sherlock starring Sherlock Holmes. Well, it's about Sherlock. I believe Holmes. I it's a riff it's on starring. House. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I haven't, but I hear it's very good. Yeah, much like that character. Does that, you, is that what he, he knows does? everything, but he doesn't know common things. He knows like he a lot about smartphones, though. He knows a lot about everything. Okay. Are you on the Whiskey Pub Network or the public one? I bet you're on the public one, and Andy's blocking that on uh, for people who are guests. All, Why would he block sites. people's ability Reddit to Reddit has a fair Reddit. amount of porn. Really? If you go into Reddit, there's some Reddit with shitloads of porn. Yeah, that's the problem, because I'm on the, on the private one back here, and I see it just fine. So, uh, yeah, so uh, one more question, actually, I think. This is about the Alienware M11X. Ah. 
Hey guys, just a quick question. Uh, I've been wanting to get a new Alien M11X, but with all this new tech coming out, I was wondering if you know if they plan on refreshing the line anytime soon. Uh, I was thinking maybe with the new Sandy Bridge processor, or even an upgraded video processor. What do you guys think? Thanks. They'll probably do video before, they'll probably do it at the same time, but it's more likely they'll do the video one before the Sandy Bridge one, um, just because... Uh, that's what matters. It's the gaming laptop. It all depends on how well it's selling, and we have no idea of when they would be updating it. Probably uh, around, I don't know, GDC E3 time next next yeah. couple months. I, I would assume that we'll see a refresh soon. It's a, it's more than a year old at this point. No, they, they did like a, a um, they did another refresh after the original launch. Well, yeah, but I mean they updated graphics, but the CPU stayed the same, right? I mean, it's the kind of thing that they could update the graphics it, very easily. It, that that I'd love to see a Sandy Bridge M11X with a, with a new graphics in it. Uh, anyway, I just want to throw in there that uh, the M11X review is one of our most popular uh, tested dot com product reviews on YouTube. Yeah, one of our earlier ones too. People I think like it's it. a very popular laptop. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really hot little laptop for for what you pay and what you get. It's a it's a great deal. So that does it for questions. As always, podcast at tested dot com. Keep them short, under ten megabytes, under a minute. And a little hometown trivia won't hurt you at all. So uh, anyway, for Norman Chan, Anna Herkorobles, and myself, Will Smith, we're missing Gary this week. He 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 didn't want to brave the sleet, snow, and hail that was uh, uh, you know facing us on on the internet. So give him yeah, some shit about that. There's a paralyzing agent in in light rain. Yeah, Gary. If Gary gets damp, he gets uh, his apple love washes away. <laughs> so uh, so I yeah, tried to be the I apple supporter there. this time. I'm glad you didn't. Um, no, Gary. So yeah, so send Gary a message on Twitter. Let him know he's missed. We we miss having him here today, and I would have loved to have hear, heard what he had to say about all these wonderful Android Honeycomb tablets. I feel like we missed something with uh, <laughs> without an angry Gary in the room. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, for that, this that's this week's episode. Of this is only a test. We'll be back next week. Stay tuned for fake outtakes after the song. Hi there. I didn't see you. Test it. And I like being a ninja, and this game is for me because it's called Fruit Ninja. <laughs> so, diseases you want to have. And those that you never want to have. I have one I would never want to have. Syphilis, gonorrhea. Well, but those. I have some weird ones that you wouldn't want to have. And these are like mental, psychic diseases, right? Psychological, physiological. Psychological. Mostly psychological. Is this tap water? Yeah. You don't, you don't drink tap it, water? You don't get it from the bubble, from the thing? Well, I, was the in, I wasn't near there. I do sometimes. The cooler right, is a right. shorter distance. It takes than longer the, to fill it up. You know what else? You know what, what other water? This is the same water that goes in the toilet. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, no electrolytes. Toilet water is very clean. That's it's what like they say. dogs drink. That's what they say. <laughs> Damn it. Dude, you're going you're gonna to need to live in a bubble in the future. With your lack of germs and filtration. No, I'm not worried about germs and filtration. I just don't like heavy metals. I mean, I, I like heavy metal. Dude. But not heavy metals. You don't have the rock. Diseases so you diseases want. Diseases that we'd like to have. I want the type of synesthesia where I can see colors. Yeah, that would be pretty Oh, no. Cool. Dude, I can't you can see, see colors right now. <laughs> Norm lives where in a gray I, world. Where, uh, where I can... Hear colors? You you can you can uh, no you assign colors to things like numbers yes, and words yes, exactly. and words. That's what it is. Yeah, I want to assign colors to numbers and words. I want oh, auras around very brown. around yeah, exactly. things. Like right now, Will has a brown aura. 
And Armor has a white shirt. aura. I, I don't <laughs> wearing brown and white shirts. <laughs> That's true. You're just seeing You're t-shirts. terrible at this. I, I don't just do synesthesians, which is what I'm just calling them today. Uh, synesthesians. Synesthesians. Do they um? Do it's they racist, act? Do they see the auras? Or is are you just making that up? I'm making that up. Okay. That's all I okay. imagine it to be. All right. No, that's whole- hippies. You're thinking of hippies, Norm. <laughs> well, you know, that's the point. Um, uh, Miz games. Miz is always into synesthesia, right? What's Miz? M- Mizuguchi. Uh, he he's the guy who made Res and uh, Space Channel number, well, nine, I don't know. number five. Michelle and, Gondry has it. Um, what's the other? Um, uh, Luminez and Medios and all those okay. kind of games. Is he? And they're very they're very like combined visual and musical experiences. So like in Res, when you shoot the monsters, then it makes it affects the soundtrack, right? Hmm. So. Like the only way you hear the song as it was composed is if you you have a perfect perfect run through the level. Oh, that's cool. And the idea is that eventually you begin to see the cut sounds and hear the hear the hmm. colors and all sorts of it's, crazy it's, it's, shit like that. It's like an expand. It's like an awesome version of Bit Trip Beat. Kind of. Yeah, kind of, and Bit Trip Beat is very much in that same genre. Yeah, yeah. Bit Trip Beat is a good game. Yeah. So here's something else on a slight tangent. I hate I hate that philosophical discussion where like, oh man, what if. I what I think is red, you think is green. Yeah, well, it's that's true. just retarded. And, it's true. And and people always like any like late level high school, early college <laughs> level, like student, you know, amateur philosopher, you know, emo kid. Yeah, because we'll, we'll come across we're, that we're clearly yeah. from the <laughs> and, amateur and, philosophers. Yeah. And and it's the worst. Worst discussion. Yeah, the thing is, it's just a. It's a very, very basic. No, dude, it is know, a retarded thing. discussion. Because it's look, not, I'm pointing work. at this thing right now on the table. Yes. What color is it to you? It, we it, all it register is, that as orange. Orange, orange, red. red. Orange, red. Yes. yes, that means that we see orangey red the exact same as every same else. wavelength. Same right. wavelength. Well, they, they're hitting the same receptors in the back of your eye. It well, was, okay, so but, no, but the, 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 you, you the, the argument is about interpretation, yeah. right? And if I was in your brain and had your your brain connections, right? Uh, how how would I see the world? Like, not not only would I see, you know, corgis everywhere, would I also see green as red and red as green? If you were, if you were some people in this office who are colorblind, yeah, we do have a lot of colorblind people here. Yeah, so it's but it's not like the colorblind thing. Well, you don't know, man, because you know people people really do taste things differently. People's taste buds are differently formed. But That's that, why some people really don't like things. And you're like, what? That tastes delicious. But it's like, some people it's actually like do. You can see black is white and white is black yeah, because yeah, one the, is an absence of color and one's the presence taste, of color. The taste thing is a very specific receptor thing. Yeah. Right? So uh, uh, some people taste cilantro and they think it tastes soapy. That's yeah. because the, the proteins in cilantro that give you taste and smell, mm-hmm. whatever those oils or whatever it is that it releases – React with the proteins that uh, that are in our smell receptors or taste receptors differently than than other people. So that is a that is a core biological anatomical difference That's in true. the people that taste things as soapy. Same thing for the people people that like really spicy food traditionally have fewer taste buds than uh, taste respe- yeah. receptors for spicy. Dude, for them. We were talking about that. No, dude, it no, rules it for them it because they then they eat... like spicy stuff. Well, they but put it also Tabasco means they're less Yeah. They need more. They need more of the juice. Yeah, but that makes them seem cool because you're like, whoa, you're pretty intense. <laughs> well, they don't necessarily – well, never mind. I was going to say something really <laughs> off color. Oh, boy. Um, but, then, then, but then no, there's I... other people that also have the ability to see in, further into the infrared or ultraviolet than yeah. we do. and there's people who are colorblind. Right. Those I mean, are all real differences. I And I understand the difference between that and saying like, whoa, what if your right. version of the table is one a little is, different? One is because anatomy is different and the other one is because you're too stoned. <laughs> um. Other diseases you would like to have? I'd like to – I, I want to be mirror – I want to be the mirror image guy. What's so the mirror image guy? Some people, like a very small percentage of people, less than 1 or 2 percent, 
instead of having like the normal- okay, and, and it's, it's put you know. To clarify, when we yes. say we want to be – it's kind of like Tyra Banks putting on the fat suit for a day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Where it's like we can say it. we want to try this out because we actually don't. And, and I there's no chance. A lot of these people have these conditions and it's it's some of them are – you know. It, well, this is – this thing I'm talking about isn't a bad thing. Okay. Not necessarily. Like, yeah, some of these not, – not, not that these are bad things, but right. well, I, don't, I don't think that – Sure. We're not saying this – They're like syndromes. Dis- disclaimer, we are talking about this in a whimsical way. In a whimsical right. way. Right. Much like Tyra Smith wearing <laughs> the fat suit I, and then crying because people thought she was fat. Oh, I got it was really the worst. Cry? She was on the couch like, you understand how hard it was? It was Dude, like, for real. Like, yeah, not... but you could take off the fat suit. I know, but still. And then you are a supermodel. Yeah. And then she was crying into the arms of a hefty woman. Yeah. Well, like, how do you oh, sympathize? That's kind of sweet. Wow. <laughs> no, it is sad. It, it wow. is sad. Oh. It's sad, and you know, she she learned something about herself, and so, she grew. So I want the mirror, Not mirror, physically. mirror image anatomy. Some okay, people, like some people have liver. Most people have liver on the right side, mm-hmm. like stomachs on the left. There's a specific like where we are not. Uh, bilaterally symmetrical, right? Okay. We we are from the externally, but internal anatomy, like the the atrium, the left ventricle and right ventricle, are always in the same orientation in most people. However, a very small number of people are mirror image, and usually it's something you discover when like you're getting ready to go have surgery, or you've been in a car wreck, and they're doing some emergency surgery or something like cut you open. They're like, oh fuck. His, what, what, Wait, why is your, there a your liver heart here? Is on the <laughs> left side or the right side? Is yeah, it so, the left side? So instead of instead of um, instead wait, of like this is the, real? This wait, is wait, a wait, real wait, thing. Wait, wait, it's not like just out of Ninja Assassin. No, no, no. Wow. This is so a real all, thing. all your oh, oh all I your guess. organs. So, so all your organs are switched. All your organs. So it's as if somebody held up. A, if you lift your hand up to and the, they all wear grotes. And every, right, it's like you're the evil. Right, you're the mirror universe person. So what are the things in your body that are? Fixed in one, one yeah, well, side. Well, a lot of your digestive tract. So uh, liver, spleen, gallbladder, stomach. So coils like counterclockwise as opposed to clockwise. Yeah, right? it all, it all, everything's just the other side, basically. Hmm. The, the, and then. And including the heart. The, yeah, so, and somebody that has this problem, the left atrium is the right atrium, and the blood flows into the, I think it's into the left atrium on a normal person, into the left ventricle, from the left ventricle out to the lungs, back into the right ventricle. I think I might uh, right, right atrium. I think I might have this backwards actually. But anyway, the upshot is on a person who has the mirror image disease, it is everything's backwards, anatomically speaking. What about your brain? I have no idea about that. Okay. That sounds like it would be awesome though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wonder um, if they're left. They're all left-handed. I don't know. That's what do you a know? What's higher called? percentage. I can't. Besides remember. mirror image syndrome, just search for mirror, imi- mirror it's image. Mirror total anatomy. bullshit is what it's called. No, it's awesome. It'd be pretty crazy if your heart was on the wrong side. It's not the wrong side, just the different. It's, it's just the a, wrong it's, it's side. It's just a, it's mirror image. You gotta really. put you gotta put your left hand over your heart. Situs inversus. Also called opositis. <laughs> opositis. Which sounds like a fake name. It sounds but it's like not. Dr. Seuss. It's a it's a congenital condition in which the major visceral organs are reversed or mirrored from their normal positions. The normal arrangement is known as situs solitus. In other rare cases, a condition known as situs ambiguous or heterotaxy. Situs cannot be determined. Maybe that means they're perfectly mirror imaged. Uh, this was first seen and drawn by Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's different among different populations, but less than one in 10,000 people. Wow. And the significance is uh, it's uh, X-linked and is a genetic thing, so it can be found in identical mirror twins. So you might have two evil twins. No. <laughs> or you could, you could be suffering this right now. We know oh, you have dude. an evil twin. 
This could be awesome. This is also a big plot point in the movie Ninja Assassin. Really? Really? Yeah. Somebody gets stabbed in the chest, and it, but it's, the heart's Two on the other side. Two people get stabbed in the, through the heart, but it turns out their heart's on the other side, so they didn't die. Uh, that's awesome. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. The, the, so the, the challenges with the situs inversing or appositis is that, like, if you have appendicitis and you complain, you call the doctor, and you're like, oh, my God, I have a horrible stabbing pain in the lower right corner of my back. They're going to be like, well, you probably have really bad heartburn, and then you're going to die when your appendix ruptures. Because if you said, oh, I have a really bad stabbing pain in my lower left back, then they're going to be like, oh, you should come to the hospital right now and have your appendix out. So if you don't, if you aren't aware that you have this this oppositis thing, then it could be really bad. So this is why I'm starting an oppositis awareness campaign. Everybody should get x-rayed, what I say. <laughs> okay. Or, or just, or just feel, your feel where your heart is. Yeah. Um, I guess well, you can't really. Center, dude. Wait. Oh my god, you're a monster. Uh, here, okay, well, I, okay. I don't have a heartbeat. <laughs> okay, well, here's the one. Here's one that I don't. I don't. I can't think of any that I'd really like to have. But I've always been fascinated by one that I really would not like to have. Is it the one where the guy got the crowbar jammed up through through the two halves of his brain? Uh, no, that's not a disease so much as having a crowbar in your brain. <laughs> uh, okay. That, that, are you thinking of the railroad spike? Yeah, railroad spike. Yeah, that, that's interesting. That's a dude who got a railroad spike embedded in his brain. He survived. He was fine. But his personality 100% changed. He yes. became a horrible jerk. Monstrous person. Yeah, which is which sucks for Always him. Always been my excuse. <laughs> oh, Phidias or uh, – Phineas something Phineas or something. Yeah, it happened in like the 20s. Gage. 1800s. I don't know. 1800s. Phineas Phage or something Phineas, like that. Phineas Gage is what it is. Yeah. All right. It's just funny because he was working on the railroad. Yeah, all the live long day. Uh, so this is called Lee Schneihan syndrome, um, also known by me as the Doctor Strange love disease, which is real. Uh, you mean one hand tries to grab you and strangle you? Well, essentially, what it is, it's it's self destruction. It is uh, prone to self mutilation, prone to just acting out. It's it's kind of has some things in common with um, Tourette's, but but it but except in a purely negative way, like. If you want to hang out with somebody and like them, you'll you, you'll be mean to them specifically. Like it's your brain is out to sabotage you at all times. This also manifests in you know uh, needing to be strapped down because you'll grab a knife and stick it in your eye. Uh, you'll drive into traffic if you're allowed to drive. Uh, this isn't something you want. This sounds not, horrible. This is not something I want. This is not something I want. But it's just I mean it's extremely fascinating because. You know how when you like look off uh, a ledge or you're like in a tall place or, you know, a beautiful scenic point and you look down, there's kind of a little bit of a vertigo where you kind of feel like something is almost compelling you to jump. That's that's what vertigo what? is. That's what vertigo is. I just wonder how long it would take to hit. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean – vertigo is when you lose your balance when you lose your balance. When you it also has to, It also has to do with feeling like you're going over. You know, like, like, I believe I can fly? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and you know, fly. like there's that old like Chris, Christopher Walken, Woody Allen uh, bit in one of his movies where he's like, you know, I, I see the oncoming headlights and I want to – I want to drive off the road. And that is, I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can laugh about it, but everybody has a little bit of self-destructive urge in never, them. Never, ever. A little bit. It, all all the once. time. But, uh, but you know, that's something that's just sort of like in the back of our minds. We don't act on it. These guys, it's at the forefront in their minds and they have to do it. And it, it totally sucks. Only happens in dudes, uh, which is interesting. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's based on a buildup of uric acid. It's, it's totally physiological. The, uh, so you could just take a uric acid OD and have this happen. You, yeah, you could. You probably could. And you know what? The weird thing is like they can treat the kidney problems and like gout problems that develop, but they can't treat the mental problems. Hmm. So you just have to be strapped down all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, exactly. It sucks. I saw, I read a great New Yorker article about it. Um, you know, it's 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 not their fault. They just uh, – they, they come off as terrible people and they want to hurt themselves. But inside, inside, Will, they're normal people. Wow. That would be horrible. Yeah, it would Norm, suck. what about you? Um, I already t- said the one I 
want to have. Yeah. Do you guys know just any other weird uh, syndromes that we are aware of? I want to, I want to talk about the tenth planet. Oh, the, the tenth planet. The, All right. The, so the, we don't Beetlejuice. The Beetlejuice. Don't say it again. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to. Any more diseases? <laughs> any more crazy diseases? Have you ever seen the guys with like the tree limbs, tree feet, tree oh, arms? That sounds, that's sad. It's horrible. I saw that in Fallout Three. It was really brutal. Really? There's yeah. one in Fallout Three. It's real. I think it's actually a character from the earlier Fallout games. Mm. Well, it's real. But he turns into a tree because of radiation. Well, okay. Well, that's not real. <laughs> but there's definitely a weird skin problem where your your uh, you, your 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 skin basically you hardens and you get very barky and wow. it can get out of control in especially like third world countries. Do you, have leaves? you don't have leaves, but oh. you have bark that grows and grows, and it takes forever if you to 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 get rid of it can and you, you, like you become immobile. Maybe very early, but if it gets out of control, uh, you just you like have like trunks for hands. It's terrifying. If you look it up, you'll be very frightened. I don't want to look it up. At that. <laughs> I don't want to look it up. It's pretty scary. So so uh, these dudes came out this week and said that they'd found a tenth planet or Ooh. ninth planet, depending on whether you whether you follow just the IA, IA guidelines about Pluto, Pluto or not. Pluto, no. Um, yeah. So what they did was they looked at comet paths. This is something these well, this is something they've been talking about oh. for like 15, 20 years now. So I think they initially came out with this in 1999, maybe hadn't done the statistics very well, but have been watching it ever since and came out and said, yes, the number of comets that we have coming in from the Cooper belt, Cooper belt, Cooper, Cubo, Cupertino, Cooper. How do you say that, Norm? Do you have any idea? They can't see you. When Nobody you knows. Head. I'm shaking my head. Let's okay. just say Cooper. Cooper belt. Uh, which is a body ball, uh, a, a mass of icy, rocky bodies in the far outer solar system, of which Pluto is one, one of the larger ones. The Kuiper Belt objects, like we get more. Basically, what the op- upshot is is that there are more comets coming in toward the center of the solar system than there should be if the only forces acting on the comets are the sun, the other planets, and the galactic, you know, the galactic mass. Right. Okay, so there's a gravitational field out there. Basically, th- what these guys' theory is <laughs> is that there is a supermassive planet similar to Jupiter but bigger, mm-hmm. um, significantly oh, further. Oh, that's really big. Yes, it is <laughs> really big. <laughs> yeah, just almost me unimaginably how big. That is. <laughs> big. Uh, even further out than Pluto, so like significantly further out than Pluto. Okay. But other scientists are saying, "Hey, these guys are really bad at statistics, and probably." Uh, what they're finding is within the standard deviation or the margin of error or something like that. Boo. Yeah. Well, you know what that reminds me of? People it, are looking, though, for the planet. Well, that's cool. Yeah. How hard could that be? Well, it's it's uh, you know it's really big. Yeah. But it's also really, really far away. Hmm. And when you get that far out, things are really cold. There's not a lot of light, so there's no reflections or anything like that. But what they think is they should be able to find something that is significantly warmer than the other objects out there. Okay. Because the other objects out there are like near absolute zero. So mm. like 273 oh. below zero Celsius. Right. Because right? it's so far away from the sun. Because it's far away from sense. the sun. And, and, that but, planet would suck. But because this planet is big and uh, you know there's a lot of heat involved in its formation, mm. it's still cooling off from the formation of the solar system or the planet. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, it's big. Yeah. But you know, think about how long it takes to, to cool off a cup of water. Versus the ocean. <laughs> I guess the ocean would take a little while to right. cool off. And imagine that the ocean is... But what if is... it's out in the freaking void of frozen space without a sun? It seems like that would freeze. Well, there's a sun. Freeze. It's just far away. Yeah, but it's hella far away. Okay. But go ahead. So the question I have is how fucking weird would it be if we lived in the solar system and the, two, the, this, the failed sun we already know about? Because Jupiter should have been a sun. 
I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I mean, if it was a little bit more massive, yada yada, more hydrogen, hmm. it it could have compressed on itself and and you know ignited. Cool. Which would have been kind of neat. Yeah, we'd be like Tatooine. Maybe that's a whole different type exactly. conversation. Exactly, like Tatooine. Okay. Uh, but if there's a third one, even further out, so then there'd be like a little tiny. There'd be like there'd be like the big, the real sun. Yeah. And then there'd be like the night sun, which would be Jupiter, but yeah. you know, probably wouldn't be that bright during the daytime. Mm-hmm. And then way, way, way far out, there'd be a little tiny sun. That'd be awesome. That we just barely be That would be see. like the children's sun. And all the children would have like children's a, sun. they would have like a special the holiday. children's table at the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smaller and shorter. Yeah, exactly. And cold. And, right underneath the vent. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That's not the so children's you guys, table. So do, do you guys want to believe in the 10th planet? Or? Definitely. Yeah, okay. of course. I'm already on board. What, what do they have? about Discovery. What are they going to call it? Bob. Beetlejuice. Oh my god, that was god the third time. God damn it, the third time. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, Taiki is what they call it. Really? Taiki? Taiki, I think. I don't like that. How do you spell that? T-Y-C-H-E, I think. Oh, Teki. I like that. Uh, no, T-Y-C-H-E. Yeah, Taiki is the nickname given to the hypothesized gas giant located in the outer Oort cloud of the solar system. And the astronomers that people are saying may or may not be good at math are John <laughs> Matisse and Daniel Whitmire. Oh, just two. Of the University of Louisiana at Lafayette. <laughs> Hey, you're, uh, that's where you're from, right? No. I know. <laughs> I always get it wrong. Racist. Yeah, I always get it wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah, so their point is it would be approximately 500 times further away than Neptune, which is the current furthest planet. Right. Assuming you don't, you count, don't Pluto. count Pluto. Poor Pluto. Even, even now, Neptune's further than Pluto because they haven't really? traversed each other yet. I didn't know that. Maybe they do that later. Maybe they did that last year. I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> it's real close. Neptune is a long-ass way away. So uh, 15,000 times... The distance of Earth to the sun. That's pretty cool. I, I bet there are a lot of good uh, nerdy t-shirts about Taiki out there. That's a good About call. I believe. I'm going I'm to get one. Then I can have a clever nerdy t-shirt too. But you're wearing a I am wearing a clever nerdy t-shirt. t-shirt. Right now, yeah. It says Google search, search and destroy. destroy yeah. yeah. Uh, Norm, any feelings on the 10th planet? Ninth planet? I, I, I don't think Pluto's a planet and I think that I want it to be replaced by the 10th planet. Oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Okay. Uh, I just have to say that the way they discovered it is very, perhaps suspiciously similar to the way uh, Obi-Wan and the Jedi Child found uh, the uh, Kamino planet in uh, Attack of the Clones. This podcast is over. Well, how dare you reference 